All right, everyone, welcome aboard. We're at the Animusing's Canoe. We're going to be taking a uh, hand-paddled trip around the rivers of America as we discuss Pocahontas. So, listen, here's the deal with this attraction. One, if you don't row, we don't go. This, you're going to get a workout <laughs> doing this ride. So, listen, and also, please don't splash too much. Have you noticed the color of the water? Yeah. So, uh, we're all going to do this together, and I'll just, you know, be steering the boat. So, yeah, let's get going. Ready? One, two, three, and stroke. <laughs> stroke. Stroke. We're going to have a stroke. <laughs> <laughs> How many times did you I've already call? lost my paddle. Uh, <laughs> if you lose your paddle, we can't go back for it. You don't understand. It's gone. It's lost Here, forever. You can have mine fade. <laughs> don't lose that one. Oh, oh well, no, I dropped it. Ah. <laughs> I was saying I'm, I'm gonna sit in the back and be like, no, I'm the lazy one. Okay, we are literally, we are literally just gonna sit here until we starve to death because we're not moving the the canoe. The enemy. Uh, it'll move. The water will take us where we want to go. Steady as a beating drum. Just around the river. Yep. <laughs> this is it. Yes. Mm-hmm. But this isn't the rivers of America is a is not really a river so much as a no. as a lake with a big island in the middle of it. If you think about it. Well, we're not there. We're not at Rivers of America. We're in Jamestown. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. This was the closest attraction I could think to of with any correlation to Pocahontas. So, hi everyone. Welcome to <laughs> Anna Musings. I am your host, Kayla King. I am joined by my husband, Kayla King. Skipper. I'm the skipper. This is my boat. Skipper King. Um, Although that was the Jungle Cruise. This is I'm the uh, wilderness guide king. Uh, never mind. <laughs> so much for the explorer canoes reference yep he is basically a boy scout right now um but- i'm trying to get my merit badge in forcing other people to <laughs> paddle canoes for me no. that that's a badge it <laughs> is now it's not, it's not going well <laughs> uh we are joined by our two guests one of them is returning uh our the mm. the wonderful sade i for- i was gonna say something and i forgot but hi i'm back <laughs> it's been a long while, I feel like. Yeah, last time you were here, it was, what, 50 years ago, technically? Almost, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel so old. Yeah, yeah you've aged. It's a bit of a stretch, but no, not quite that far. <laughs> no, uh, last time was Three Caballeros. Was it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the only one I've been on. Wow. That I at least remember. I swear yeah. there have been more. Anyway, uh... And we also have our, uh, we also have a friend of the show, uh, Ravel. Hello. Hello. Uh, Satan and Ravel were a part of the uh, wonderful Witching Hour podcast, um, which just ended recently. So sad times, but there, there's good things ahead for both of them. So yes, most definitely. Yes. We, 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 we chose, we, we chose to end it. Not like like, oh, we can't do it anymore. So <laughs> you had a dream sad, about. A- you had a dream about a spinning arrow, and you decided to yeah. end the podcast to see where your dreams <laughs> yes. took you. Yes. <laughs> um, also, if you haven't guessed, by the many, many references, <laughs> we're talking. Gee, I wonder what we're doing. It's not what, like I said the name about? three times. Pocahontas, nineteen ninety-five. Yeah. So. <laughs> hey, we made it to the mid nineties finally. Yep. Um, this is going to be a little different. So why? Normally, we talk about the animation history, but I think this one requires a little bit more history. Oh. Yes, because it was this was the first Disney film where they, instead of tackling a fable, they chose a historical topic. And this is way off. Or for I was the- going to 
say. Yeah. It's it's it it is a almost complete almost complete fabrication. So first off, um, let's talk about. I'm gonna. Should we talk about? Should we talk about the real the real Pocahontas and John Smith the I, history there? I think that would be a smart move. I'm gonna focus mainly on Pocahontas. Yes, because yes. Woman. we know you know what we could say like. Obviously, the Pocahontas, the Disney Pocahontas that we grew up with, it's a love story. Um, and it does have some minor details they pulled from, like, actual history. But I think <laughs> what really sums up best about the Disney movie is, um, uh, how do I phrase this? How do I phrase this? Oh, I know how I can phrase this. It's false. No way. Not this time. <laughs> it's totally made up. Pure fiction. It's fiction. It's fiction. We made it up. We made this. It's a made up tale. Oh my god, please add that, David. Just add that like yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'll try it. I'll try and sync that in the background. I was wondering, it. like, I can, like, okay, I can, I can tell Sage delaying for a reason. Yeah, because yeah, I had my thing muted, and I was like, oh, I forgot to unmute. Like, <laughs> <laughs> okay, that was funny. Uh, I'll d- <laughs> Thank you, Jonathan Frakes. <laughs> I, okay, I'll, I'll talk. Okay, so um, I'd like to thank the historic Jamestown website for providing a very accessible story on Pocahontas. So a lot, most of my research came from that website. Uh-huh. Uh, just to, I, I, I only wanted to summarize it for the most part. So right, right. This, if you want to get more details, I would recommend um, looking up that website. It is a .gov website. For those who uh, research out there, that usually tends to be the most reliable. So um, uh, Pocahontas was born um, in 1595, or 1596. According mm-hmm. to the Jamestown website, it's 1596, but there are other sources that say 1595. Even then, we're not 100% certain of her history. So what were- So she was, so this is, oh my gosh, let's see, 1995, and- we are how many years removed from her birth? She would have been- Right now? Well, I mean, okay, not right now, but in in 95. Oh, no, it's 400 years. 400 years, exactly 400 years. And they they did, actually, that was intentional. Oh. They actually intended to release it in 1995 because it would have been her 400th birthday. Yeah, didn't they release it, like, on her birthday? The problem, they they claim they did, but the problem is we don't really know when her birthday was. Okay, what they settled on what would be maybe her birthday yes yes okay you know she looks good for 400 <laughs> but by the by the way um pocahontas wasn't even her real name pocahontas nope. pocahontas was a nickname uh her actual real name was um amanut or uh amonut i hope i'm pronouncing that right and actually had it even um even uh went by another nickname of uh matoaka uh, that's Poca- what i thought was her real name sorry yeah they, that was a private name that was a more uh, familial name oh okay um, uh, kind of like how Jesse is to you. So, uh, she was called Pocahontas as a nickname, which means playful one. And <laughs> that tracks. Yeah. It, and one okay. of, one of her main, uh, qualities about her is that she was a very, uh, curious child. She was very energetic. Like, <laughs> it, again, she was very playful. Um, and one of the things that is true, uh, she was the daughter of Chief Powhatan and was part of the Powhatan tribe, also known as, uh, uh, Algonquin? Al- Algon- the Algonquin? Yeah, I think so. Also, let, me, let me look at the word. Uh, 
Where is it? Alaquan bird? Is that what you said? No! 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 no. no. God! I thought we were past that! <laughs> Sorry! Get out of here, you freaking bird! Oh, oh my God! God! Okay, we're just calling it the Powhatan tribe. That's actually what it was, the Powhatan tribe. Um, so the English arrived um, and settled in Jamestown in May 1607. Pocahontas was only like mm-hmm, 11, 12 years old. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure. Uh, the way I remember, I thought she was 10. But yeah, close enough. Yeah. She was a child. <laughs> she was a child. She wasn't even in her teens yet. And uh, one of the um, one of the Englishmen, Captain John Smith, uh, was born in 1580. He was about uh, 27 years old. Oh, boy. And uh, now a lot, some of the details come from Captain John Smith's point of view. But <clears throat> when I say it's from his point of view, he tend, it was known that he may have colored it to make him look better. Yeah. So we take some of what he says with a grain of salt. And yet at the same time, this is based off historical Point of view. You you have to take anything that an invading white dude says with a huge grain of salt. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so a um, huge rock of salt, yeah. honestly. Rock so, salt. A boulder of salt. He he <laughs> was captured by um Powhatan's brother, uh uh Chakano uh, Okay, I, I'm probably butchering it. Uh but uh they uh he was eventually brought to the Powhatan tribe and according to John Smith, he thought he was going to die. And actually, um his head was between like two large stones, and uh, a warrior was, has a cl- had a club up about to smash his brains in. Uh, and according to John Smith, we this is just according to John Smith. Yeah, Pocahontas saved him. She rushed in and laced her head upon his, and apparently that stopped it. Now there's other theories saying that what happened was not meant to be a death ceremony, but more like a like adoption ceremony that he was unclear about what was really going on <laughs> we don't know that he probably may have not been in danger but according to john smith he was saved by pocahontas okay um and then afterwards powhatan said uh john smith you are part of the tribe you are one of us <laughs> and this began a uh, trade system between them and the english so they had a um they had a trade going corn for guns and grindstone and stuff like that mm-hmm. um however um in time this uh their uh relations begin to fade um that doesn't surprise now, me now during the trades actually pocahontas was there quite a bit mm-hmm. like she would um be there to say oh oh here here's how it goes she would be she served as a liaison for the oh, most nice. part actually um and to the english they saw her as like a sign of peace um, and actually, funny enough, uh, whenever she visited um, Jamestown, she would play with, like, the young children mm-hmm. and, like, would do cartwheels and stuff like that. Oh, so, okay. Again, she was a child. <laughs> uh-huh. Play- playful one. A playful child. Uh, but, yeah, their, um, their relations began to deteriorate, and uh, a lot of issues came up, um, and Pocahontas got older. <laughs> And uh, she was not allowed to visit Jamestown anymore. Um, and then uh, in 1610, she actually married Cocoam. Oh, but yeah, yeah interestingly enough, Cocoam was uh, she does and eventually marry Cocoam. And uh, he was actually it was believed he was actually from another tribe because when she was she was found, she was among the uh, 
Patawomic, but we don't know if Kokum was part of the Patawomic. But apparently, based on his status, it's believed that uh, she may have married him for love because his status was much lower than hers oh, was. Oh, that's okay. Mm-hmm. I think he he was something of a warrior. I don't know. Uh, I just know that she had a kid with him. Um, according to uh, Englishman uh, William Strachey, he was described as a private captain. And that hmm. the idea was that he was a private captain. Um, and But that was still considered lower. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, but it still had command among some men. Um, while there, um, Captain Samuel Argyll discovered, oh, so she's married and all that. You know what? We're having difficulty trading stuff with the <laughs> Powhatan tribe. You know what we should do? Let's kidnap her. Oh, God. And they actually... Uh, uh, worked with another, he worked with another tribe, um, in order to get, to kidnap her as well. And while she was kidnapped, um, they kind of forced her to, I'm trying to say this tonight, civilize her in the Aww. biggest quotations. Um, she was under the charge of Reverend uh, Alexander Whitaker. She learned the English language, uh, learned, um, English customs, uh, taught Christianity and such. And uh, during this time, she met widower uh, John Rolfe, and uh, he was the one who would be famous for introducing tobacco to the settlers. Um, they did fall in love and wanted to marry. And apparently, by the way, by the way, yes, she was married to Coquam, but they did have a divorce system in the Powhatan tribe. <laughs> what? Yes, there was a form of divorce in the Powhatan society. Okay. Um. And even then, they, they they thought, well, she's been kidnapped. Divorce is inevitable. <laughs> oh, no. Ouch. I was under the impression that, like, so it, by, by kidnap, when they when we're saying kidnapping, uh, Samuel Argall was using his power he had to threaten. Oh, yeah. It was like uh, a- the Powhatans. And it was like, give us Pocahontas or we're going to attack. And so Pocahontas is like, OK, I'll go with you. And then they like attack Cocoam anyway, and so. uh, that wasn't listed in my in, in my research. But you could be right again. I'll- again, also, would I? Okay, I trust yours more than me because I just know off of like things that I've listened to um, over time. So I'm also just <laughs> off the top of my head. And then, and then, and then I'm of course like, but that also sounds yeah. likely. Also, unfortunately, I I don't. I this part of like Pocahontas fall like actually marrying um what was the name John Ralph out of like love yeah I also like speculate because she wasn't allowed to like uh, well I guess she couldn't go back to her native land because this was in England um no she was they, no, no this was actually in um uh Henrico which I believe was still in the in the in the colonies yeah okay oh okay I just. Well, I mean, I, I don't want to ruin the end of the story, but yeah. like, I mean, I, I, if people have not watched this, then good. Well, well, no, I, I think- mean, in that case, she ends up marrying John Ralph and they do like go back to Ling- England and yes. they parade her around and her and her baby that she has with John Ralph. And essentially they just use her as propaganda to get more money for Jamestown. No, 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 no. You're well, here's. The savages, yeah. Well, here's here's the interesting part. When um she did ask to for John Rolfe's hand in marriage, uh Chief Powhatan agreed. He said absolutely and sent um her uncle basically to represent them. 
she converted to Christianity and was baptized um, under the name Rebecca. Um, yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, nothing against the name Rebecca, but yeah. <laughs> but uh, when when she she and John Mar- uh, John Rolfe married um, in April 1614, she was 18, he was 29. Hmm. He was only five years younger than John Smith. But at the same time, they met, you know, when they were, she was older, too. And actually, in the Pouch and Tribe, it is believed when you're 14, you're officially a woman. Mm-hmm. So... I think the the thing that's kind of always interesting about this tale to me too is like, and I've even heard, you know, that uh, she had she had a bad relationship with her father, and it was, you know, even partially her choice to like that she wanted to convert to Christianity and all this stuff. So it's it's really interesting because you start going that. Huh, I wonder which tale came from which source and which person, yeah. so to speak. You know, yeah. Um. But Sade was also right. Uh, she actually, along with like a dozen Powhatan men and women, were brought to England to say, hey, look at Virginia. Look how wonderful it is. So the Virginia company paid for the Rolfs and uh, uh, a dozen Powhatan men and women to travel there. So, wow. Okay. Um, uh-huh. And actually, while there, she ran into John Smith and told him off. She said, how dare you? You treated my family poorly. <laughs> yeah. That's not what he said she said. <laughs> yeah, but apparently that was proven that she said that, according to my research. Good. That's, um, so, that, that's hilarious. Uh, in uh, 1617, uh, the, they were about to le- ready to leave, and then while traveling down the Thames River, Pocahontas uh, became sick. We don't know with what illness. It, some think it might might have been pneumonia, but we we're not 100% sure. But, I got smallpox when I was reading the story as a kid. It was some white man disease. Yeah. yeah. Let's be honest, it was a white man disease. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, and yeah. she died uh, as a result um, in the town of Grayson. At the age of 21. Yep. She was buried oh. at St. George's Church. And uh, that's the history of Pocahontas. As, wow. a, as a child, I was so upset. Because, you know, you're associating it with this character that you love. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, by the way, she dies of a horrible disease when she's like 21 <laughs> or 22. Although and I was so upset. But then again, it's 17th century. Everybody was dying of some weird disease. Yeah, you're lucky if you like lived to 30. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, now for the animation history. Yeah. Now, hopefully this this is now we did discuss before. This was the A project. This for was the, the studio. Well, first mm-hmm. uh, uh, first off, it was uh, suggested by director Mike Gabriel, who uh, before this directed The Rescuers Down Under. Um, he presented it during the gong show, and he did it in an interesting way. <laughs> so he had an uh, image of Tiger Lily. like uh, one Right, of, from Peter Pan. From Peter Pan. And wrote on it, Walt Disney's Pocahontas. And then on the back, uh, gave the pitch, um, an Indian princess who is torn between her father's wishes to destroy the English settlers and her wishes to help them. Um or he said, this is his exact words. He said, it, or it could have been a girl caught between her father and her people and her love for the enemy. And Michael Eisner absolutely loved it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It got immediately approved. <laughs> and uh, because all a lot of animation projects, or almost all animation projects at this time, were like, well, you need two directors. They brought in Eric Goldberg, who worked as the uh, supervising animator for the genie in Aladdin. Mm-hmm. Uh, they brought him in as a co-director. So... Here's Jeffrey Katzenberger. Oh my god. <sighs> yeah, I'm not gonna Sorry. Lie. His name is cursed to me. <laughs> I love that. So 
Jeffrey Katzenberg was hoping um, that Pocahontas would be the next success because this is like right off the heels of Beauty and the Beast. And uh-huh. it was just this beautiful romance that won multiple Academy Awards, including Best Picture. And he was hoping to replicate that. Um, and Pocahontas was early on in its um, creation that he says, that'll be the one. That's going to be the romance to uh, make <laughs> Disney history again. Um so he and the other higher-ups really tried to push it to be more of a romance, more mature, more serious. And this is tricky because you got Eric Goldberg, who was a supervising animator for the genie. So he's like thinking, oh, it's going to be fun. It's going to be lighthearted. There's going to be jokes and stuff like that. And you also got um, the higher-ups saying, no, more serious. Make this more serious. We We need this to be a romance. So Eric Goldberg is under a lot of stress. So I was shocked by this uh, to re- to make it, to not feel the stress of the, this project. He also decided to work for Chuck Jones Production oh, <laughs> under a pseudonym Claude Rains while working on this. Like he's like I I can't deal with this. He used Claude I, Rains as his oh, uh, which is amazing because that's you know the Invisible Man. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, Eric Goldberg is like, oh god, this is so stressful. But he realized this film is even more important. And it, uh, another stressful thing that came upon this was in 1992. There's the Los Angeles riots, and they're making a film about racism. Hey. So it's like, oh, this is even more important. Um, <laughs> so already this film was under a lot of like pressures. Um, along with that, in June 1992, they did take a research trip to Jamestown and they met um, Shirley uh, Custolo McGowan or as she was known as Little Dove and uh, Debbie Custolo who was known as White Dove and they were both descendants of the Powhatan tribe. Oh. And they even they did actually claim to be descendants of Pocahontas herself but mm. what is claimed for sure is they were descendants of the Powhatan tribe. Right. And they actually um, Little Dove served as a consultant um uh, both of them provided input. However, okay, um, because there was this pressure to make it a romance, mm-hmm. um, and to be the next next hit, one of the difficult parts was when they did the research. They're realizing, oh, Pocahontas story isn't a romance. <laughs> no. no, no, it's not. How and- did you think? Why did you not read this beforehand, dude? Jeez. So, because ma, it's more important we we try out another box office smash. So mm-hmm. Glenn Clean, here's how he said it. He's like, we had the choice of being historically accurate or socially responsible. So we chose the socially responsible side. I'm sorry, what? Yes. <laughs> that was uh, those, those two don't sound mutually exclusive to me, buddy. <laughs> mm, that is so weird. Just letting you know, also, when it came to light, like, historical accuracy wasn't at all important in this uh, film. Yeah, I, uh, I've kind of noticed. White Dove uh, voiced her feelings of shame that mm. she felt, and she wished her name wasn't on it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, because um, no matter how much you tell them, they'll do what they want. Yeah. By the way, the same month that they visited the Jamestown um, uh, settlement and got research was the same meeting that Kassenberg's like, so Pocahontas is going to be a commercial hit, and uh, Lion King is not going to succeed. So 
all our great animators, you're working on Pocahontas. All you be. Oh, you simpleton. Yeah. Oh, Katzenberg. You poor fool. <laughs> yeah, I still. Uh, so we went to. Uh, <laughs> I, we went to uh, a, uh, a school with uh, an animator from Disney during that era uh, oh. as a teacher. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you remember Zaw? Of course, I remember Zaw. Yeah. I wish you to critique some of my drawings. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I still just remember like even she just kind of lamented like at the time that it was just like yeah we were all uh you know you knew if you were working on Pocahontas you you know you were on the A team and mm-hmm. every nobody wanted to go work on Lion King yeah cause... a lot of animators were trying to to get moved over to Pocahontas yeah yep that was a big deal that's just still just fascinating to me yeah what a contrast too you have Disney's first like inherently original story mm-hmm. not based on a existing work versus wait, their wait, first their wait, first sorry are you calling Lion King original Technically, we it talked is. about this, and technically, okay. yes, it is. Although okay. you, like, I wasn't in that episode. I we, won't. We know about the con- we <laughs> know about the possible. We know. Look, we know about the possible connection to Kimba. Okay, I'm erring on the side of what people have said, but you know, again, it it's it's speculation. But I'm saying it's that idea no. versus the fact that they took something historical and just danced all over it. Oh boy! Uh, so because the Lion King, uh, one of the things they did to create buzz was um, show the circle of life as their commercial. Guess what Pocahontas decided to do? They decided to show the colors of the wind sequence as their commercial while accompanying the theatrical re-release of The Lion King. Um, <laughs> Sounds familiar. Yeah. yeah. Now, this film was a $55 million budget. Mm-hmm. And um, now, they had expectations. I know. So, they had a limited release on uh, June 16th, 1995, um, which uh, brought in $2.7 million, And then their wide release was on June 23rd, 1995. Uh, now, they initially anticipated that Pocahontas would receive $30.5 million and ranking first uh, over Batman Forever, which was out at the time. Oh. I mean, they were kind of right. Uh, yeah. It, it narrowly beat Batman Forever. By like point, like by like three hundred thousand, mm-hmm. um, but they only made uh, twenty nine point five million in their first week, which is still nothing to sneeze at. But and then um, in the United States, they made one hundred forty one point five million, and then overseas uh, two hundred twenty five million. Or no, no, sorry, two hundred four point five. They expected two hundred twenty five, and it fell under. Mm-hmm. And altogether, Pocahontas grossed four hundred. Three hundred forty-six point one million worldwide. Now, that's not. That's not terrible. It's not terrible. But then look at Lion King. <laughs> the little mm-hmm. almost a billion mm-hmm. dollars. Let's not forget they In- grossed almost a billion dollars. That film made more money. Like was the most money making like movie until Finding Nemo. Yep. Yep. Even Aladdin was real was like really high up there and made more money. Mm-hmm. I it think did. Mm-hmm. Pocahontas, so. I remember being. I, that's funny because like they really did kind of put all their eggs in. Well, they didn't put all their eggs in one basket, but I think this was one of those things where it's reverse world, Jeffrey. It's reverse world. <laughs> it's reverse world. Um, and I mean, 
because they had Alan Menken and Steven Schwartz on it, guess what? The They won Best Song for Colors of the Wind for Academy Awards, as well as Best Original Musical or Comedy Score. Fair. And uh, now, reviews. They were uh, mixed. Yeah, that sounds about right. And I think, actually, one of these, uh, one of like, the one that actually uh, caught my attention is this. It had good intentions. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 say so. I don't think it so. It had good intentions after after it aimed on on making that commercial success and and the money. Yeah, but now, you wanted money. Now I should let you know from what I gathered about um uh about Pocahontas. I was thinking, oh, they completely just butchered it there was no like they 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 were so whitewashing it but i mean they were sensitive in a couple ways first of all every native american character in this film is played by a native american actor or actress which is good i was shocked like i was going through i'm like no this can't be no is it because every single one is it because you were thinking ahead to like mulan (laughs) where their casting was really weird yeah. But here. Here, no, they actually were very sensitive about that. Like, um, uh, the voice actress for Pocahontas, Native American. Uh, and actually, um, Chief Powhatan was, uh, played by Native American activist Russell Means. And he actually, he praised the film because he said, this is actually the first time in a film that your, his words, Eurocentric male society has merited its historical deceit. It makes the stunning admission that the British came over here to kill Indians and rape and pillage the land. Those are his words. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Which is, which, yeah, it does happen in the movie. And you get the, well, we'll talk about that. Yeah. So um, before we get into that, what's your guys' histories with uh, Pocahontas, um, the film itself? Should uh, should we talk first, say ours, or should we let them go first? What, what would you guys prefer? Uh, uh, I think the person who has the biggest connection to this movie like childhood wise is Ravel so you go first <laughs> go Ravel okay so yeah I was thinking about this like 1995 you know I was still quite a child but uh and you know grew up with Disney like everybody else pretty much going and seeing like Disney's latest animation you know every summer or whenever they typically came out but I think this was about the age where I started to be old enough, I guess, to, like, really have a a comprehension of, like, what went into these movies, like, the art and everything. And so this movie was actually the one that made me want to be an animator when I was a child. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it was, uh, like, I remember I bought, like, the art book. It was the first art book I ever purchased, and I got, like, the how to draw books and everything. And I was just drawing Pocahontas in, like, all my notebooks. <laughs> wanting <laughs> to just, I was like, this is it. I want to be an artist and I want to draw, you know, animation. I just, it, it, I was just completely enamored with the movie uh, at the time. And so, yeah, it's like, I thought I thought about it. And, like, yeah, the, that was my first real strong journey into wanting to do animation was Pocahontas. And I remember... When I had the VHS tape, I would even pause the still frames so I could watch every frame of animation and just slow motion through the movie to see like how they drew certain things. Uh, you know, the the way uh, the you know the stop and go and and the arcs and all that. 
Yeah. So it was, yeah, this movie was a, was a huge deal to me as a child. Uh, and, and so like, that's, I have like, it's a shame because it, it, it's so polarizing. And I, I, and I know like now, like, oh man, the history and what they were actually doing and saying in these, in this movie, it's really distressing because <laughs> the <laughs> art is still so beautiful and it, and it, and it's a piece of animation. It's just gorgeous. Oh yeah. You know, it's still inspiring in my opinion. Just, uh, no, I, I know. I so it, it's. So yeah, it's a conflict because I completely acknowledge that it's hugely problematic, you know. And I, I understand why some there are people out there who who think it's awful, you know. But it still like just holds such a special place in my heart. So, which is totally like, I fair. I mean, I, there are movies I've admitted on this podcast. There are there are Disney movies that were made in the past that that I love and yet are deeply problematic, almost more than this movie. Peter Pan. Peter Pan. <laughs> oh, Peter. Mm. Yeah. This is a big yeah. step up from Peter Pan uh, when it comes yeah. to representing Native Americans. Uh, what about you, Sade? What was your history with the film? Um, for me, it was more um, just another Disney movie in that, like, uh, so I grew up really close with, like, two of my cousins and their mom uh, always bought the Disney movies when they came out. So we had VHS copies of, like, all of them. Pocahontas was one that we watched maybe a few times and then we went back to Aladdin. Yeah. Um, so it was never like, like I remember I, I enjoyed it as a kid, but it was never one that actually like held my attention or really captivated me in any way. Um, and I don't think I, I ever had a point where I went back to it to really look at it. Um, especially as I got older and I like, stop celebrating thanksgiving uh and other things i in high school helped found the native american club for our high school oh wow wow. um and we like organized a a, like a a full powwow and like everything so like high school i'm not native american but i had a lot of friends and i became involved in the community in my area so if when it came to like the Disney movie Pocahontas, I was like not very interested anymore. Um, mm-hmm. So for me, it definitely like animation wise, it stands out for certain things. Um, and I told myself I would come to this conversation wanting to discuss the movie as an animator and not as someone who immediately shipped John Smith and Thomas. <laughs> I knew that was coming. A mile away. <laughs> like, we're watching the movie, and the very first thing that dawns on me, the moment I realize that, you know, I remember, as I'm remembering them, like, yeah, that's a ship that, that Sade had. There's no doubt about it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> oh, good old Thomas the Twink, voiced by Christian <laughs> Wait, Maybe can Christian I say Bale? that? Can I say Twink on this podcast? <laughs> If not, will you just put like a, a startled Donald Duck noise over that? <laughs> yes. I could do that. Yes. We'll see how I feel about it later. It goes. Um, uh, okay. Um, so, yeah. Um, yeah. I almost don't want to dwell on this too much because this movie was, I saw it in theaters and then I basically didn't really watch it much after that, except on like one or two other times. It's not, this one's, I mean, animation is gorgeous, especially we watching. Mm-hmm re-watching it here, I realized, yeah, there was definitely an A-team of animators on this project. But oh, yeah. the movie never grabbed me. It never... Go ahead. 
it never it was never my big my scene although admittedly my mom lashed onto this movie really hard oh actually i could see that (laughs) and was would do this thing where when me and my my brother were younger if my if um if my brother started to fall asleep in the car, because he, he would be, you know, he was really little and he would be cranky if that happened. He, my, my mom would be like, Robin, don't fall asleep. And Robin would be falling asleep. And all of a sudden, my mom, with a, with a mischievous glint in her eye, would start going, think you own whatever land you land. And then she, and, uh, Robin would wake up and be like, stop! <laughs> stop! Because he, uh, my mom knew that it annoyed both of us. Oh. When she would start singing that, and she didn't care, she loved it. So that's you know, my that's my connection to Pocahontas, really. Uh, when you when you sorry, I just want to add real quick. When you say it didn't capture you, I just it, it made me think of this note. When I was a kid, mm-hmm. I was all for the like romance, you know, girl meets boy. Like, yes, give me that. Like, fucking Sailor Moon and like mm-hmm. tuxedo mask pining. Like, oh, that romance. Give me that fucking romance. Um, Wait. secretly, I am still very much a romantic, but secretly, Shh. um, <laughs> and I think was so thinking back on it now, like, why didn't that capture me? Cause it's, it's a totally a romance movie. And until I saw it again for this recording, I d- did not think of it as a romance movie. And I think it's like, as a kid, it, the rom- romance was very fake. Uh-huh. I didn't believe it. I didn't oh, stir it as a romance as a child. So, so yeah, well, 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 I, I want to make a confession now. Well, well, uh, <laughs> hold on. Uh, yeah. So, so my confession was because yes, I have been shipper trash since I was a child. <laughs> uh, but I did not like Pocahontas and John Smith. I would write and doodle stories where Pocahontas got with Aladdin instead. <laughs> <laughs> Because I liked his character a lot better as a child. And so it's, I, and then I laughed because when I got into my teen years and on the internet, it's like, oh my God, people do crossover ships for Disney shows all the damn time. I'm not (laughs) weird. Yep. Yep. Not alone. We'll definitely delve into their chemistry when we get into the film. Um, But I actually, with my history, okay, weirdly enough, I didn't watch the movie that much. I did own it. But for some reason, I realized I, the film itself affected my life, but in like merchandising way. Okay. Like I, I looked back at old pictures and I do have like a Pocahontas dress, like, or a Pocahontas uh, pajama dress. Uh And my sister actually owned a Pocahontas dress. And then not only that had all the Pocahontas toys. And then I actually do have vivid memories of playing the Pocahontas game, like the reading. Uh, computer game. Uh-huh. Um, and I even remember, line for line, the Pocahontas lived in a village along the banks of a beautiful river that, um, uh, that used to be known as, a, uh, that is now known as America. Like, I actually remember <laughs> that. Um, in terms of how it affected me growing up, I mean, I, I didn't think much of the film as a whole. I think I liked the historical part of it, but I was always, I, I, I actually do, I don't want to say I'm a history buff, but I do enjoy history as a whole. So. Yeah. And as I got older, I was like, oh, this is completely wrong. <laughs> um, uh, but I think uh, I think my sister kind of liked it for more the animal reasons. This is a, the one thing my, I could depend on my sister for is she always loved the animal characters. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, she, lo- she, she loved Percy. She loved Miko. And, and Flit. Eh. 
<laughs> she was okay with Lip, but I think she liked Percy more um, as a character. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I she did. I think she did enjoy the animal parts of this movie. But I, I remember as we got older, she watching. I remember her saying, "This is boring." <laughs> <laughs> like I think I, this was actually a movie we, I, I did rewatch when I was fourteen, and we both were like, "This is boring." And rewatching it again. Let's do, you are sh- this is let's a- let's talk about the movie. You know what? We've been we've been on this for a while because we had to do like two or three. We had to do three different bouts of history. Yeah, I know. So should we talk about the movie? Yes. The movie. Can well, we? Ravel messaged me because Ravel watched it earlier today and messaged me after watching the opening <laughs> in all caps. <laughs> what were what was the word? Yeah, you want to read it? Oh, do you want me to read it? Or you want yeah, yeah, go ahead. I want to hear it in your voice. In my voice. Yeah. Okay, let me find it. Let me find it. Uh... Got Pocahontas playing now, and why the f*** am I only now considering the absurdity of the opening scene? But mostly because after all that, Thomas didn't lose his damn hat. Question <laughs> <laughs> mark, question mark, question mark. Yeah. Uh... Ringing out the hat. Yeah, yeah. We get introduced. It's sixteen hundred and seven, and it's sixteen hundred seven. Sorry, I, I I like the opening song. Yeah, it is actually the Virginia uh, Company. Is... Funny enough, the next day after because we watched it uh, last night, and then the next day, out of all the songs to get stuck in my head, that was the that one and the um the song that the Powhatan tribe sings kept popping up in my head. Not the classics, those two. Well, songs. they're they're the ones that I, I wasn't inundated with as a kid, and they're the ones that I think I liked the most musically. Mm. Just the sort of introduction to both groups. You've got the Europeans, and it's got this like you know this fife and drum kind of march to it. You know, mm. sort of almost sea shanty ish, but not quite. Oh, and then yeah, that's up David's alley. And then, but I'd say it's more of a fife and drum thing. And then you go across the ocean, and you've got the this great, you know, sort of more more um, call and response thing going mm-hmm. on with the the pow- the Powhatan. So, uh, and mm-hmm. this is when we get introduced to Thomas, who is joining on it, and is voiced by Baby Christian Bale. <laughs> <laughs> I think Baby that, Christian Bale. I think this is actually his first adult role, like a character he plays that is an actual adult. Yeah. Can I make it? Can I make a a, a shout out to the lovely uh, multi pane continuing to improve multi pane camera work? Yeah. Or where yes. we got. That fly down from the woodcut painting that shows London during the early 1600s, and then swoops <clears throat> through the town toward the toward the river where mm. the guys, ship is. Did you guys watch this on Disney Plus? No, we watched it on Hulu. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh, I watched it off of Div's Disney Plus, and it cuts straight to the shot of like the town. Oh, oh that's and, weird. Like, the song has like already started, and I was like. Did I accidentally like hit the controller and skip ahead? And no, it like starts right there. So Weird. I was like, I hope I didn't miss anything super like aesthetically important. Strange. Well, the fact that it, the the movie is bookended by woodcuts, which is kind of interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, so I missed that first woodcut. Yeah. yeah. Um, so and we get introduced to also John Smith, who's voiced by Mel. Gibson. Gibson. So I didn't realize this. Gibson! Until, like, let's see, three hours ago. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> uh, when Ravel linked me to the sing- the song that is cut out, and I'm like, oh, they cut out. Oh, we'll John definitely Smith's need to talk only about number. that. Mm-hmm. Oh, his singing's terrible. And then I went to see who his voice is. <laughs> but we'll get to that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 
Yes. Um, that I, made I, me like him less. I, okay. <laughs> it I think does not we, help. I think we all uh, can agree here. We do not like Mel Gibson as a person. Yes. We do not like. How do we feel about his performance, though? Because I'm not sure I'm super keen on his performance either. No, it's not that good. It's not that good. It's okay. John Smith. Since we're gonna be talking, I know we're gonna be talking about John Smith is just not an interesting character. No, his name is literally John Smith. So I mean, (laughs) he is. No, he's John John Smith. Smith. (laughs) John Smith is a real boring guy. He, he's an adventurer. He's, That's it. He doesn't really have any defining qualities except for being a, a blonde, blue-eyed European guy uh, who wears who wears a conquistador helmet. Yes. I, yeah. The, I, the only thing that I do like is like, funnily enough, like what Sade was saying about uh, their ship is <laughs> it's like his his best interactions are really with Thomas. <laughs> yeah. So. He yeah, he has more chemistry with. Thomas than he does with Pocahontas. Okay, well, we'll get into that. Thank we'll get you. In. Thank you. No, he if really we're moving do- on to characters being introduced. Right. When we get Pocahontas, we also get her friend. I forget her name. Oh, wait, wait, wait. wait. Before that, before that, because the, oh, all the okay. Europeans get introduced. We get Thomas, we get John Smith, we get uh-huh. the random, like, trio of of guys with, like, kind of Scottish or Welsh accents. Well, I what don't- is that? When is actually <laughs> Scottish? Uh, no. It's Bill Connolly. Bill oh, Connolly. yeah. And they he was going to do a British accent, and they said, well, why don't you just... They were like, okay, maybe this isn't working. Just do your Scottish accent. And he's like, yes! Great! And then uh, a carriage arrives, and out steps David Ogden Steers and David Ogden Steers. I mean, uh, <laughs> Governor Radcliffe okay. and uh, Wiggins. Is it just... I think... Okay. Can just I say like, Wiggins you know, is... Sorry, you go first. I think he's the funniest character in this whole movie. Yes, he's the best character yes. in this movie. Radcliffe or Wiggins? <laughs> Wiggins. Wiggins. No, 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 Wiggins is amazing. Wiggins, okay, Wiggins Radcliffe. Is best. Radcliffe as a villain is okay. And like, I, surprise, like, here, here's the thing. Radcliffe is basically Wario. He just cares about <laughs> money. God, he is! <laughs> Okay. At his own fashion, which is basically Wario. Now, oh, when, whenever I want... Yeah, I want the Aldegorn! <laughs> now, okay, Radcliffe himself as a character is just kind of... He's fine. What, he's fine. I, okay. not, as, not that memorable, but... But when he's interacting with Wiggins, and you know that it's the same voice actor... I didn't know that! Amazing. I didn't know that until two, three hours ago. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of magical. Like <laughs> just the same voice actor is interacting with himself, and Wiggins is the best character. He is hilarious. The moments that he speaks on camera, I actually do laugh. We 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 had not laughed. We're jumping around a little bit. I realize we had not laughed in this movie at all, despite the oh look at all these comedy relief scenes with. You know, mm-hmm. Miko and Flit and Percy yeah, and uh, none of those, none of those beats. None of them were funny to me. I did not. Wiggins going, I w- like you. Wiggins popping up suddenly at the mirror going, <laughs> I like you. <laughs> we were, we were rolling. It was legit funny. Yeah. We cracked Wiggins up. Is the best part of this damn movie. I'm yes. sorry. Yes, he is. <laughs> the thing that's uh, funny about that too is, uh, he, he went, un- he underwent some changes throughout the production. Did you guys look into that? I didn't see no. anything about Wiggins' changes. Tell but us about Wiggins. If, if you know, know, please let me know. Tell us about Wiggins. Okay. So first, he was just going to be like this super serious manservant. 
uh, you know, like the governor wants to know when the wall will be finished, you know, that kind of mm-hmm. guy. I, I can link you to the, the like, they even have a deleted scene of it. So you hear his voice, uh, totally different tone. Then they, and they actually have like this part of it kind of animated. So he was clearly this character pretty late in production was he then changed it to where he was right on board with like, oh, I do love a good like, you know, fight or whatever when talking about the Indians. And he just is like, and it's, and they said, I remember because I watched the DVD commentary long ago and it stuck with me that they had said something to the effect of they didn't like, they wanted him to be more sympathetic, to be kind of more silly. And it wasn't funny him going around being like, oh, yes, I love, let's, I love when we shoot the Indians, kind of. Uh, you know, yeah. yeah, they're like, okay, this isn't working. And, that, and so the final iteration that we got was his kind of naivete, sympath- sympathetic, like, you know, where he's like, oh, gift baskets for the, you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, well, there's and also, like, there's also yeah. that really good beat where he's like, why would they possibly be all this? And he starts ticking off on his fingers all the reasons. Like, well, we did kind of, you know, destroy their trees, ruin their land, you know, that, mm. that kind of thing. He's yeah. just matter-of-factly ticking it all, all the things off. And I'm like, this is wonderful. So, um, so then we get introduced to the Powhatan tribe. Right. We get the, we get the whole thing where they set go to sea. Thomas goes overboard in a storm. John Smith does a crazy stunt maneuver to save him. And it doesn't make him any more interesting to me as a character. Uh, they managed to save Thomas's hat, which <laughs> I think you got right. <laughs> then we get the the Powhatans. Yeah, this is actually when Pocahontas' title comes in, and then uh, another great intro to. I, I, you know what? I was looking at so the backgrounds of the backgrounds of, are of like really the area. Good. They it kind of reminded me of the, the the sharp lines, the backgrounds, and the way it's kind of almost pastoral looking, but in a whimsical way. Made me mm-hmm. reminded me of both uh, Fantasia and. Uh, Sleeping Beauty. There a is a way. reason. So they did take inspiration mm. from Sleeping Beauty as well as Mary Blair. I can say that 100%. Mm-hmm. No, because the colors are so, you know, there's a lot of pastel. Yes. I think I was uh, I was really paying attention to the color this time, and I'm going to blame Promare for that, because it's another movie <laughs> where the color palette is really important. Uh-huh. And I was, and it was kind of stunning to me, like, watching Pocahontas, and it's like, there's kind of like this, these cool colors and they really like emphasize certain scenes by like the lighting and mm-hmm. whatnot and it's just uh, it it was really noticeable to me like just how all these cool colors when they're in the forest basically uh it was i was like man this is really beautiful i forgot like just how beautiful the backgrounds in this movie were yeah mm-hmm. I, I cannot you know i may have problems with a lot of the story and the plot and, and and beats that are supposed to be humorous i cannot fault the animation one bit the animation is gorgeous oh no it is fantastic i um <clears throat> i will there are a couple parts that i i i think is more the choice of how they storyboarded it i want to say i don't know but there are moments where i'm like why wouldn't you do this like the, there is a point when they're they're coming onto the land and you see uh, Thomas's face as he says, I've never seen anything like it. I'm like, why aren't you showing us it then? Why are we focusing on the face? And they never cut to, like, what they're seeing. And that bugged me. <laughs> no, we, we, but, we'd, like, but we'd already seen it. No, but it's like you're looking from the character's point of view. You have someone in awe saying, I've never seen anything like it. But we're not looking at it. We're not witnessing the awe that they're witnessing it's just, all we had was like establishing shots before that of, of like 
Ratcliffe looking out the window of his cabin and seeing the seeing the the coastline go by. Yeah, but and then it's, like it's kind of funny because then they just get they they show it a couple seconds later with from John's perspective, even though when he he's climbed that tree, yeah, yeah, like That's what and I was it's like say. several minutes later. Okay. Well, even when they're yeah. even when they're coming in by Robo when they're going down the river, like in the fog, like what can you see? You know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let's let's begin. Let's, okay, let's, let's, let's dial back a little bit. Look, so, that's okay. So Pocahontas. Or so specifically uh, the... apparently Chief Houghton has just arrived back from his travels abroad. <laughs> or I guess they, they fought another tribe, I think yeah. is what it was. Yeah, yeah, so I mean, that's one thing that already sets up that, at least in this universe, the Powhatans are, uh, you know, they're not above making war, you know, that kind of no. thing. So they come back. Coke, and he's like, oh, Cocoon was the best. He, he kicked so much butt. It was like, the best. <laughs> <laughs> And he's like, well, where is my daughter? Because Disney Princess is independent. She's there on a really big waterfall. Yep. <laughs> Zoom in. And <laughs> and that and that pan that camera pan around too. That's, that is gorgeous still. That is gorgeous. Yeah. You know, but, every opportunity to make her hair move, they make her hair move. Mm-hmm. It's like yes. a wind. wind yeah. Always no, wind in her I, I was watching her hair more than anything else. I'm like, that hair animation. Right. Yeah. So well, she's so, good. she's very, she stands all stoic all the time. She's always got this very stoic bearing. Not all the time, but most of the time she's standing somewhere stoic bearing. And then her hair is like. Now, I, um, one of the things I've told David before is like, you know, I have my friend Ivy looks almost exactly like her. <laughs> and it's kind of frightening. And I, the thing is, she's not Native American. She is Filipina. And I looked this up. They actually did take uh, a lot of inspiration from Filipina models. I, they did. I mean, yes, they took inspiration from Native Americans and actually did take inspiration. Uh, or Glenn Keane, who animated her, also took inspiration from uh, White Dove and Little Dove, mm-hmm. uh, the supposed descendants, like their yeah. looks and everything. But um, he said I, he also looked at Filipina models, too design i was under the impression that they used uh pocahontas is uh the sing the voice actress for her singing as her model uh not singing their actual uh voice actress though they did yes irene uh irene bedard and then i heard a lot of people say that yeah she I, looked more like naomi campbell so campbell so she, like, she could have been mm-hmm. like he took a lot yeah. of, he took inspiration from a lot of different places so I, it's like there, there was this all <laughs> listing and i'm like geez he just Looked everywhere. Because uh, one of the things, this is actually a very harsh thing to say. He, he says, effort, it was hard because he said there was a point I thought, oh, she's not going to ever make uh, the cover of like uh, people, People's Most Beautiful or something like that. And I'm like, ouch. What? Yeah, something of that nature. Wow. God, she was the most gorgeous uh, princess to me personally. And I still think her character design is really pretty. Oh, well, like, oh I agree. When and well to start with, he said while making it, he had, he said she wasn't looking that way and then The thing that the thing that I wish I could remember the quote exactly, because it's actually from a Lindsay Ellis video. But like I guess when people did complain, like she was so sexy, you know. Yeah. Uh they like they were like we're doing a mature love story. She has to look this way. She can't, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Which, mm. uh, well, we okay. were in, we were in talking about how she's in some scenes. I think we'll get to this. I want to put a pin in that in the whole she's sexy thing, but also she's like driven. She's got a little bit of that drive, which I yeah. think gives her agency. So there's like, especially when John Smith gets into the picture. But we'll I'll get into that. But we when we get introduced to her, Pocahontas' magic powers. 
I've come to realize she just has magic powers. She had, she literally has Disney princess powers. No, no, already. No, no, she does. She has animal friends. Yes, but and they all and she could just naturally call animals around her. It no, just but seems okay. Like. Yes, yes, that she has those Disney princess powers, but also she jumps from like a hundred foot like waterfall. And it's a perfect swan dive. Perfect yeah. swan dives. Yeah, and she's done a few other stuff that you're kind of like. Okay. How are you not dead? How are you not dead? That no other human could do this. If if I bet you if Nakoma tried to do that, she would just belly yeah. flop and it would be terrible for all. Well, I mean, we see like Nico go in after her and he <laughs> flops, but the but I was like oh, that you're dead, you're a dead raccoon. You're dead raccoon. If only. <laughs> if only. Yeah, I think uh, kind of like this is where it really hit me, too, because I haven't watched. OK, so I, I think I'm the only one among us who watched this movie like probably 50 times. Already, uh, probably, I, actually. Yeah, mm-hmm. but uh, it had been a good while. I haven't watched it since uh, college. And so watching it now again, I was having this moment of just like, oh, God, I forgot these these this does nothing. This is these are more obnoxious. I want to just take these parts of the animals and cut them out. Okay, yeah. Okay. So let's, let, can we can we agree right now? Let's let's talk about that real quick. And then we never have to talk about the animal scenes again because they lend nothing to the plot. Mm-hmm. Al- well, almost nothing so, to the plot. And Poc- they're completely forgettable. Pocahontas has two characters, Miko and Flit. Flit is voiced by Frank Welker. Miko is surprisingly voiced by the Crypt Keeper and um, oh <laughs> uh, John Kassir, yeah, who voices the Crypt Keeper. Nice guy, by the way. Hello, um, boys and ghouls. I'm Miko the raccoon. <laughs> you have a biscuit for me in your bag. <laughs> oh God, I wish because they they were originally wanted them to talk. They mm-hmm. did. Oh, and oh, then- oh! Let me get. I got a. I got a little uh, factoid here. Oh boy. Um. So they were actually. Uh, going to have um, a wisecracking turkey (laughs) (laughs) named Red Feather who is going to be voiced by John Candy (laughs) and Percy was going to be voiced by Richard E. Grant (laughs) (laughs) however uh, John Candy sadly passed away in 1994 right? and they Uh. realized maybe we shouldn't add the turkey (laughs) yeah no thank you yeah, there's no point. I mean, the, the animal characters are already not compelling enough. Well, it, it's almost like you know, hey, remember when we were going to put two singing geese in uh, <laughs> in the fox and the hound? Not geese. Oh no, were they swans? No, they were like uh, herons. Herons? I don't <laughs> or remember. Something like that. I thought they were geese. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, uh, cranes? Cranes. Cranes. They were cranes. They were cranes. Sorry. Okay, never mind. Um, but yeah, I just, so we got, we got these two animals and then there's Percy as well. And they, Percy the bulldog. They pad out the film. He's a pug. Oh no, he's a pug. He's, he's a, a pug. pug. Yeah. yeah he's a You're pug. right. I'm sorry. He's a pug. That's a pug. A pampered pug. A, a pampered pug. And Did they, pugs exist back in the 1600s? We don't know. This whole film is historically inaccurate. Like, hey, you know what happens? The animals get into slapstick that doesn't amount to anything. And most of it, mm-hmm. most of the slapstick goes, oh, look. Miko does something funny that annoys Percy, and then they chase each other. Oh, 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 oh. oh look, Flint doesn't up. like John Smith. Uh, I feel, I feel like there was because they were like, "Oh, we're making a serious romance," and then they're like, "Oh no, it's too serious for the children." That they just they they break up the tension constantly with these characters. They do. Just let it play out, guys. Let it just play out. See, like. It, the Dragon Prince is a series very notorious for that as well, where it's oh, like really? they can't 
Yeah, it's like they can't seem to let their dramatic moments just stand on their own. There's got to be some kind of tension breaker. And I hate I hate that. So I think I was especially sensitive to it watching this again. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, you know, we don't need to focus on Miko right now. We we don't. Mm-hmm. No. no. The thing, Miko is the doing thing I won't nothing. fault Disney on them failing to... They wanted to make a serious story with Pocahontas, but they were already so tied to their brand of being mm-hmm. like a family, kids, you know, kids and family. Like, so I don't fault them too much on like, okay, we have to have something for the kids. I am happy that they at least scrapped the fact that they were talk that they were going to be talking animals. Mm-hmm. That would have been insufferable. That would have that would have been terrible. Now here's okay. Um. I'm going to compare this to Lion King for a sec, because Lion King does have a lot of funny parts, despite actually having a lot of serious, <clears throat> like, uh, like quiet moments in yeah. Lion King. Um, what they do correctly versus this movie uh, is the comedy is part of the story. Like, mm. okay, yeah. Timon and Pumbaa are still important characters who help, like... Um, they help Simba on his journey, basically. Yes. They, so they're making it funny while still progressing the story. We have to stop the story in Pocahontas just so we could watch slapstick between Percy and whatever. Those could easily be cut out and they would not affect the story yeah. whatsoever. If yeah. you cut out Timon and Pumbaa, that canceled, you basically took out a huge chunk of the story. Same with like moments with Zazu. Zazu still is the funny parts of the story, but he still progresses it. Like, Right. They like one of the conflicts is trying to get away from Azazu. That's mm-hmm. still but and they still manage to be funny. It's still part of the story. We yeah. have to stop. Yeah, yeah they, I, in the there it feels like stop gaps. It's just like boom. It's and suddenly it's boom. Why, we have this why, moment and then it's back to the story. That's why like, I call it padding. It is It is so yeah, you kept going, Oh my gosh, there's so much padding in this movie. Yes. See the reason why Wiggins is funny is because they're still talking about the story, it's still progressing it, and then when he does say things it's commenting on what's happening in the story yeah mm-hmm. like the the comedy beats with wiggins they all work mm-hmm. they do yeah um, i kind of just want to take this movie and try to cut out as much of the animal part as i can and see what that would be see, see what it see what i think of it then. yeah but, yeah but in, anyway i think we, we if we don't talk about the animal parts that's why we've kind of i think covered why they don't work the one important thing that i think miko and I guess they're trying to, like, at one point they kind of tie it to, look at these two. Once they start fighting, it never stops because they're from two different worlds. And then there's some, mm. there's supposed to be a payoff at the end when Percy ends up staying in Jamestown slash the, the coast, Virgin, you know, the coastline there. Yeah. Uh, and he's all dressed up in the native attire, which is a little bit weird, um, in his own little version with the feathers. And I'm like, okay, mm. this, this didn't feel like it. And then of course there's the bit where, where, where Miko steals John Smith's compass, which comes into play later. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because he's that's, just that's constantly filching stuff. Cause he's a raccoon. Mm-hmm. And then I mean, that, the, when Miko is interacting with, like, those are the only parts where I feel like Miko has any merit as a character mm-hmm. is the bits mm-hmm. where he's interacting with, um, you know, Pocahontas and John Smith. Yeah. You could, Percy could be removed from this movie entirely and you would lose nothing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Nothing at all. I absolutely agree with that. (laughs) Flit, flit for that matter too. And flit, flit He still has that moment of importance because he he chases John Smith away the first, like, so it's like, you can't completely remove him though, you know? But it's like, they could have done something else. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah. These are such minor parts you could have done. 
Mm-hmm. You know what? I bet it all would have worked if they just had that turkey. <laughs> <laughs> that wise cracking turkey. Oh my gosh. So, uh, at, voiced by John Candy, which would have been interesting. Uh, but yeah, Pocahontas comes back, is like, yay, dad's back. I, I like the little moment she has with Nicole where she tips over the canoe and then they like splash each other. It's like, okay, yeah. cool. Little which should have been the start of a beautiful lesbian romance. <laughs> <laughs> That's, you know, there is my ship right there. Yeah. That was another ship. That's a good ship. Because <laughs> they had yeah, better chemistry uh, than Johnson. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Any anybody <laughs> has better chemistry to a degree. But I do you know, I do appreciate the fact that uh there is this idea that like, oh, Pocahontas has friends. How often do we see that in Disney films? It feels like where it's like, oh, they have a social life outside of like whatever the plot is going on you about. Know, actually, that is kind of nice. I'm like think I'm looking back right now at like yeah, because Snow White was a loner. Uh, Aurora was by only had the three. Cinderella only had the mice. Yeah. Um, um, Belle. Belle was... didn't have anybody apart from her father and maybe the dude at the bookshop. Yeah, and then Ariel. Yeah, Ar- I mean, Ariel Ar- had. Well, Ariel Flander. had her sisters, but Flander she wasn't. She didn't and... talk to any of them in that no. movie. She hangs out yeah, with Flounder well, and Scuttle, <laughs> and that's it. Yeah, Flounder. Yeah, was... she has friends in the ser- in the uh, the series. So there, but yeah, yeah, none of them are in the movie. <laughs> Simba, Simba has Nala. Simba has, mm-hmm. but that's the love interest. That's yeah, but but that, oh, but then later Timon and Pumbaa. So yeah, we do at least have a little. There's, a little sort of, bit. there's some friendships. Yeah, like it's but, getting better. But it's like this is an actual human friendship that, like, outside of and they probably and it's, nice. it's, it's a it's a friendship between two women, and I don't think there's <laughs> like a like a friendship between two. women. I mean, I don't think that hap that didn't happen a lot no. in some of those in the those earlier. Um, in those movies mm-hmm. at the time. So it's actually, yeah, it's it, that part was refreshing. Mm-hmm. And, I and like it is that. cute because they do have that moment and they take the time to establish, like, she's she's the friend who kind of is like, we should be growing up, but then the other one keeps kind of pulling her back into it and it kind of keeping it fun. And it's like, this is cute. She's so, living like up, said, Pocahontas is living up to her name. Playful mm-hmm. one. Playful yeah. one. Yeah. Um, and... But yeah, they go back. She's like, "Father, you're back home." And he's like, "Guess what? I got news." And she's like, "I've been dreaming of like this this having this weird dreams that something big's going to happen." And he's like, "Yeah, you're getting married." And she's like, "Why?" <laughs> he does he didn't say like he had she had no, to marry Cocoaum. But she's he's like, "It would be a really good idea. Like think about it. You he'll take care of you and it would help create more solidarity with the tribe and he'll you know he'll build you a hut with strong walls or something like that and yeah. keep yeah. you safe yes he'll keep so did, you safe did you uh so uh, have you guys seen any of the deleted scenes from this uh i think so we just saw the we just saw only the one. one that you linked us to yeah i didn't <laughs> so, see it. Okay, so the other one with this was originally early in production. Instead of steady as the beating drum, it was dancing to the wedding drum, I think it was. Oh, interesting. And, uh, and it was actually about, they were already engaged. And oh. it was all about, the village was all getting ready for their wedding. And he, and she like comes back after having this, like, I just don't know if I really want to marry him kind of like moment. And uh, oh. Kokum is a completely different character. He's just like, oh, where's my wife been? And she's like, well, we're not married yet. And he's like, oh, but, you know, I, I can't protect you if I don't know where you are. And starts like, look at this. I built you a house with strong walls and blah, blah, blah. I, I mean, it, that... it was. Yeah. Kokum like is a eager husband, it sounds like. <laughs> yeah, completely different character. You know, I wonder probably... if I would have liked him more. Yeah. Well, but, 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 but I mean, I don't know. I don't know because I think 
I mean, that does take away from Kokoam because Kokoam has really no character in this movie. Kokoam he's just kind of there. Almost nothing. He's just I'm here. He's, I'm a he's, warrior character. But that, but well, so he's right when you know he uh, Pocahontas is right. He's like, but he's so serious. <laughs> but I, I, there was a YouTube. <laughs> You know, the YouTube comment on the scene, though, was because uh, I wanted to rewatch some of the deleted scenes because I hadn't seen him in years. Was uh, And I think they were 100% right. If she had already been engaged to him and we see him as this, like, he's trying so hard and he really likes her. And then you have him, you have her cheat on him with John Smith. Yeah. And then he gets shot. It's like, yeah. oh, no. No, there would, that would be more drama and you would actually feel for Coco and more. And yeah. Well, that would, I think that would have been interesting because then you could see. I mean, that's just me seeing, I would be, I would be totally in Coco Um's corner a little bit there because, yeah. you know, hey, it's not cool to cheat, guys. Just saying. Yeah, but so it might, use your words and be like, yo, Coco I'm not into you. But this I'm into been, this white guy. This could have been a forced <laughs> this marriage. This white guy. It, it, the whole idea, it's a forced marriage. Oh, a betrothal yeah, and that, all that. that that's, the, that's the implication for mm-hmm. sure. Because she was definitely like, I don't know if I really want this. So it definitely implied it. Uh, I don't know, though. I, I, I like Coco personally because he but he's just like this stoic dude like i don't know but he has like i would have liked they have done more with him for sure there should have been more interaction between like pocahontas and kokoam at Mm -hmm. some point yeah i think because that's it yeah it's like i think he's fine as a character we just needed to see more of him with interacting with like her like yeah. you said. Or even other characters in general, because he's just kind of there. Like, there could have been a part, maybe, yeah. if we wanted to, I guess, feel for him, like, maybe show it someone that she knows or grew up with, but at the same time, it's like, they clearly shouldn't be together. I, I don't know. That. that was my immediate thought. It's like, this is a small community. You can't tell me they don't, like, know each other well at this point. No, they, no I mean, they clearly do know each other well. It's just not shown well, but... Yeah. So, but still, but you're kind of like, so why does he want to marry her? Like, because he, he's a, she's the chief's daughter. That's the yeah, like that's what I mean. Like, there should I get you? You kind of have to just kind of start assuming and reading subtext into it. cut those animal scenes out and give us more like dialogue. Yeah, between yeah, that, yeah. There yeah. you go. That's yeah. Uh, but yeah, this this is the part where then she's trying to figure out her life, and then we get into the song of uh. Uh, just around the river, man. That's actually, I like this song. A lot. I like this song too. I, I think it's very well animated. Is, it's, 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 it's got good lyrics. I think it's actually, actually, I like this. I do like the songs in this movie for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Alan Menken did a really good job with the score mm-hmm. and with the music. Um, and I think it needs to be stated that I think that the Stephen Schwartz was also Stephen Schwartz as well. And like, I think, I think the music is pretty good. Mm-hmm. I, I do, I, Say what I will about how maybe the movie's not my favorite and it doesn't stick out to me that much. I do remember the songs. This I is, definitely remember the this songs. This is why they won for Academy Awards. So this might be this might actually be my favorite song from the movie, but I'm not sure. Mm, I got to think about it. I know I have to think about it too. Yeah, but this is this is a good sequence. This is a good little sequence. Mm. It's like what you would expect in a Disney. This is the kind of the I want song a little bit, but not really. It's more like. Hmm, I just, well. It's still an I want song because, uh, she's like, should I marry Cocoam or do you still wait for me green? Like, she's, it's more of a, I don't know what I want song. <laughs> I kind of want to, I kinda, I don't know what I want, but like, I kind of want, I'm kind of leaning more toward wanting to live the life I, I choose, even if it's a crazy adventure filled mm-hmm. nonsense. Anyway. <laughs> and then that's, 
and she spends this very long journey trying to get to Grandmother Willow, even though later on it looks like she's Grandmother Willow's, like, right nearby where she lives. You don't have to take a boat to get to her, necessarily. No, yeah. she. she I, I get the impression that she was just like, I'm just going to go around and do this river thing. And later's like, well, let me well, go check in with see, Grandmother Willow. The river, it goes downhill, and then it goes uphill back <laughs> to Grandmother Willow. <laughs> it, it, it is funny, though, because, yeah, in that deleted scene, because she's going to Grandmother Willow, and we see her, like, she's in the canoe again, so there's this idea of you got to row to get to Grandmother Willow, but do you? <laughs> I guess not. <laughs> Uh, yeah. You know, I, I, this is a magic river. It just—it's a circular it's, river. The whole takes, place feels. It, it, I feel like the whole idea is nature equals magic. Yeah, Which is, that was one well, of the major complaints. It, I is mean, the, the mystical Native American that we we love yeah. to do in Hollywood. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll get to the the magic part soon when she finally meets John Smith. Yeah, that really got to me. That really got to me. I'm just saying, if you know, I I would always want to see a universe where if if one side's gonna have you know native mysticism, the other side should also have magic. That'd be cool. What if the Uh, Europeans rolled up and wizards and opposite of native mysticism? What is it? I don't know. Yeah, I'm like, what do they call it from? Would it be like industrial magic? Could be. I mean, what again? What if they're showing up with like spell books and? Arthurian stuff. So I mean, early colonizers will have their they'll have their witches soon enough. Oh, that's true. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Almost like give it about ninety years and. Ha ha ha. So, um, by the way, uh, Grandmother Willow wasn't always going to be Grandmother Willow. Um, Actually, there was going to be a male character uh, Mm -hmm. named Old Man River as the spiritual ancestor. You want to know who was going to voice him? James Earl Jones. No. Gregory Peck. Gregory Peck. Do you know who that is? Yes. Okay. What? Yeah. Um, Interesting choice. So, but here's the thing. Gregory Peck says, you know, maybe this character should be more maternal. And it's like, I don't feel it'd be right to have a male character here. And he actually respectfully declined. Nice. Because of that. Nice. I, I have nothing but the utmost respect for voice actors and actors in general who will look at a script and literally go, you know what, guys? You should do it this way. I'm out. Yeah. So <laughs> Joe Grant was the one who came up with Grandmother Willow, one of the animators. Mm-hmm. And Casselberg's like, no, I don't like it. So <gasps> Joe. <laughs> Jeffrey! <laughs> Stop it! Stop it, Jeffrey! <laughs> so when Joe, so Joe Grant's like, hold up. <laughs> so, uh, they're pitching this whole idea and then, uh, they bring in, uh, a story artist and they're coming up with tree puns like, my bark is worse than my bite and the root of all problems and they're barking up the wrong tree. Making my sap saying, boil. They're saying this during a pitch and everybody's laughing like, oh, this is funny. I want her. Let's put her in. And Casper's like, rrr, rrr, rrr. And then they're like, give the people what they want. <laughs> Good. AKA, no one gives, no one cares what you think, Jeffrey. <laughs> Good, because I like, because like, yeah, I don't know. I like Grandmother Willow. She serves a purpose. She's yeah. Fun. She uh, first of all, uh, voiced by Linda Hunt, great mm-hmm. actress, and does a good job. And I feel like Gra- Grandmother Willow has character. Yeah, and I, I she is likable. She's a very likable character. Um, and cool spooky tree animation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, basically serves as the the mage in this. Uh, she's she's kind of the Yoda. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but this is basically Pocahontas. Like, I keep having these dreams about a spinning arrow, and <laughs> I don't know what they mean. It's going to be real literal at the end. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. With your heart, you will understand. I, I do actually like the idea, like when she's climbing up the uh, trees, that she says she sees strained clouds, and it's the, yeah, it's the ships. It's, I'm like, that's actually a good. It's way the sails of the ship, and right behind it, you see the actual clouds. I do really like, like that was like, mm, okay, that's yeah. A good yeah. I love how the ship is Again. also surrounded by like seagulls for like thousands of seagulls. It almost looks like yeah. <laughs> So the Europeans arrive. They start. Smith goes off to do his thing, and then we get the second song. I like the song, the dig song. Yeah, mine or mine. It's it's called mine. Mine voice. I just like the 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 little noise thing that Wiggins does in it. Oh, oh the hey, hey noni noni hey noni. Yeah, nonny. yeah. Just <laughs> proving Wiggins is the best character. This is a this is a decent. This is another decent song. Mel Gibson can't sing, but. Well, let's forget about that and focus more on how David Ogden Sear sings for two characters, and it's great. Yes. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. I, I do I do love the fact that there, oh gosh, it might be Lindsay Ellis. There's a YouTuber who does like, and I have to laugh because they really like that see how I glitter part, and they just would inject it into random videos that had nothing to do with Pocahontas. See how I glitter. <laughs> is, it, is, is it interesting? You know, they really play up the fact that, that Ratcliffe is kind of an effeminate character. Mm-hmm. And- oh, that's that's- Always think, oh, Disney. Disney's yep. not good with that. Yeah, exactly. It's it's kind of unfortunate. But, like, hey, to be fair, dude's got serious fashion sense. Yeah. Mm. Not gonna, not gonna lie. Um, yeah, gosh. I, I still, oh, gosh. Oh, yeah, is this? It's, it, and is this? As I said, Wiggins is kind of important because you do, and I remember as a kid, I had no idea what the hell they were even talking about. But I find it always so fascinating how he's just like, you know, nobody at court likes me and all this type of stuff that he's just like uh i'm i what it has to go it's not that i'm bitter yeah yeah so called, yeah so it's like i he he's he's a very greedy character who just wants to be acknowledged it's mm-hmm. interesting i just want recognition yep. mm-hmm. it's all yep. i like and, you i like you <laughs> and the but uh, during the point when like john smith is exploring and all that pocahontas spots him and she's like mm. I want that. Like, yeah, yeah gonna, she legitimately I'm gonna stalks take, him. Excuse me while I take that pin. There's a way that she looks at him and a way that she moves. Like, that part where she's slinking. Like, I, I actually looked at Kay like, wow, she's so she slinky. her bottom lip. Yep. Yeah. So, she's also doing that thing where she's, like, crouched, but her legs are, like, almost up to her shoulders. And she's, like, crab walking toward the... It's it's really it's a really good crab walk because it's like it's I I it's it makes saying crab walk makes it sound awkward because it's not but the way she's moving is like she gonna get that <laughs> yeah she almost I think it was very intentional to make her look make her feel almost very feral in those parts and like yeah. oh she's it's you know like a great. like a it, mountain lion stalking her prey you very much get that feel it endears it actually really it really endeared like her to me yeah like I like that she's like I see that. I want that. Yeah. I'm going to stalk it. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah, it's like there's that mix there because, like, yeah, I like that. But I know a lot of people were like, again, that, that Native American mysticism and, and making them look feral and all this. That yeah. it was kind of, In those scenes. But she's the only, char- she's the only her. character that does that, though. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. 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 But she's the character we also follow. Good. True. True. She's yeah. still yeah. Yeah. supposed yeah. to be wiser than, than her own father. Mm. But, like... I don't know. I got a little weirded out in that I was watching that scene and I'm like, am I supposed to be this attracted to her? No, <laughs> I know. <laughs> that no, that's where I was like, that, mm. was, that was my gateway. Oh, no, I was like, I I feel like 
<laughs> like I, she's really hot right now. <laughs> like I, they're trying to make her look really sexy. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I fully admit, I think this is again, why it has kind of a special place for me is like, Baby me did not understand that I was crushing on this character. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I can assure you all the little lesbian slash bi babies uh, girls out there while watching Disney princess movies um, would be like, I feel attracted to it, but maybe it's just because I want to look up to it and then get older. Like, nope. No, that was, that was a full on crush there. (laughs) Yeah. I had crushes on these characters. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, they have that meeting where, he jumps out of the waterfall with the musket ready. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah. I like how like there's that long pause where they're just staring at each other and she's all again, and she's like, she stands up straight and then her hair does the thing mm-hmm. and he's just like, Oh, oh dear. Oh shit. Oh, <laughs> she's hot. I'm gonna wade over to this like Sylvan beauty. <laughs> <laughs> Take off my hat like a gentleman. Yeah. My, my conquistador always- helmet. <laughs> Why would he have that? I don't know. <laughs> because he's representing the the fact that... By the way, there is actually one funny part with Miko here, like, right before that, where she's, like, looking, and his head pops out of the bushes, and she pushes it Without back. even looking at him? Yeah, just pushes it back down. I'm like, yeah. Those bits are great. That, that was a good bit, actually, yeah. So they meet, and then... And then, is this where the magic wind happens? Well, like, he's trying to stop her. He's like, no, I want to yeah. just talk to she you. Yeah, she runs off. She's like, okay. He's staring too much. I'm out of here. (laughs) And apparently they don't speak the same language at all. But then magical mysticism of nature causes them. Grandma. Yes. Grandma Willow even sings, listen to your heart and you'll understand. I think is the word that happens right there. It does happen again. You know, I feel like I didn't realize that when I, whenever was the last time I had watched it. And as a kid, Mm. because I was, we were getting up to that point where John Smith is chasing her. And I'm like, Wait, but they don't understand each other. How are they going to explain that they can understand each other? Because I remember them talking to each other. And then that happens. And I was like, oh, okay. Why not? Yeah. And magic. Yeah. I think the thing that's, uh, okay. So, yeah, I guess we're going to, we'll touch on this because I remember you said it annoyed you say, I know for me, like what gets me is like, okay. Okay, I'll accept this, the magical wind, and she's listening with her heart. But then the other Native Americans seem to understand and speak English, too. So that makes no sense. Okay. And that bugs me. Well, okay, the the babblefish thing. Yeah, the babblefish. They can now understand each other, and they're learning about each other. Magic wind. And now I need to bring this up. Despite the fact they're hanging out together and spending time together, there is no chemistry. And I can't explain it. Like... They're, they're, I feel like the movie is trying way too hard, like really hard to say, no, these are people in love and they're meant to be so meant uh-huh. to be that magic comes in to make them speak yeah. the same language. That's how meant to be they are. That's where you can't have a movie look at, that's like look this. Look at how much they just stare at each other. Yeah. That has to mean love. And the, no, that's just hormones. It means desire, sure, but love. Yeah. No, like, and even then it's like, so they're just attracted to each other, but like, they have nothing in common, which is fine. But like, the way they interact doesn't feel natural at Mm -hmm. all. Like, and even when they like get talking, John Smith just calls her and her people idiots. He calls them savages. Like, Mm. is it during all this that while this is happening that there's the initial sort of like 
first contact that goes really badly because yes where one of the natives get one of the the they get shot in the leg or something yeah Yeah. shot in the leg and and they had they they retreat uh wiggins makes some topiary um also that's (laughs) very important that are destroyed (laughs) actually there was a point because remember how they got alerted was percy starts barking and the first thing that comes out of (laughs) of uh radcliffe says savages they're here like what? That's an ambush. Show him yourself. Dude, calm your It might be a squirrel. Yeah. <laughs> your dog is just barking and you automatically assume? If if we I was like that every time Gracie barked, I would be committed. No, you'd be racist, but <laughs> <laughs> both. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean that's that's I think that I think it's definitely meant to to be that absurd for him. Yeah, but. which Kayla, you mentioned to me that this is one of the few Disney movies that has been censored just because they use so many like yeah, apparently, when during like releases or something like that, they've had to censor parts like on when TV they, and like because they say the word engine and savage and that. all that, and that's yeah, they've had to, this is like one of the first they've had to censor it on television because of that, and because they, I mean, at the time, yes, the English would have said that they would have called them that they would have used those words, and and it's one of reasons we're gonna probably make this along with other reasons we're gonna make this uh episode explicit so, yeah um and but so it, it makes sense but it's mostly just wording like i think that's the that was the main reason was mm-hmm. the, the censorship was due to the words they said yeah I that. yeah uh so the so they end up getting the the wounded the wounded warrior back to um the village and um, I, I, the reason this sticks out to me is they're, they're doing the thing where they, um, they had that, oh, they had the magic, um, they had the sort of magic smoke storyteller guy do a magic shaman. smoke storytelling yeah, thing. Yeah, the shaman. The shaman, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm just, I, I, I don't even know shaman is not necessarily the correct term. But anyway, so we have, we have the shaman. We'll go with shaman. We have the shaman and they, they doing the smoke signal thing. And it's like, these white men are dangerous. And I'm like, the, this is the first true thing spoken. <laughs> they they prowl like wolves and devour everything in their path. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 There's there was an old there was an old Tumblr post that I remember that went around that it was just like this this is the most accurate thing in any Disney movie, and it was yeah. it was just a screen cap of that. These, These white, white men, men are dangerous. dangerous. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, the other thing that happens that I think is interesting is the shaman is also like trying to trying to heal the the warrior, and, and he goes like, "This wound is strange," and I'm like this. I really do am concerned about this this guy. He's clearly in pain, and they're like, we have to avoid the we have to avoid the the Europeans for now. Figure out how to drive them out. We never see that person again. Can we? Yeah. Is it safe to it's, assume they per- yeah. they perish from their their bullet wound? No, yeah. I think that, no, they're probably in the sequel. Yeah, no <laughs> we don't know. It's never said. There's never any bur- burial. And I, I yeah, that's true. But then there's only one confirmed death in this movie. Honestly. Then, mm-hmm. Other than other than before the plot happened, uh, Pocahontas's mother. Can, right. Yeah. Can we talk about now? Colors of the wind. Yeah, we have to. Which, yeah, it's a pretty song. It's, it still holds up. That, and it, the animation for that is amazing. Why would you forget? Because mm-hmm. like I know when they previewed it for the first time, you know, it was just they didn't even have her opening lines of the song. It would just do the instrumental and then go into you know you think you own, but there's that bit mm-hmm. where she's like you think I'm an ignorant savage. I always liked that part yeah. at the beginning too. It's mm-hmm. important, just you know, her kind of chiding him, but also being like, look, you're you. How can there be so much that you don't know? And I'm like, that's that's mm-hmm. good. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's good. So I think that's what's kind of interesting is like uh, the whole point layer say like why, you know, what do they have in common? What do they... But by the end of the song, you at least can understand like his thought processes. Oh, she's opening my eyes to these wonderful things. I love her. But yeah, we never understand why she likes him. Why does she no, like him? There's no reason. Yeah. He's he's not there's there's nothing he's remotely that's it. Yeah, that's it. He there's also he he it's you did definitely get the sense that he's kind of a well traveled or at least he says he's a well traveled adventurer. He's mm-hmm. also apparently, at least in word, killed other natives in other yep. places. Mm-hmm, so, yeah. like, um, yeah, no, don't be with this guy. Conflict, uh, maybe a little bit. No, I don't know. It's God. The, the the hard thing to talk about this movie is you can't divorce it from what because it's actually taking place in based loosely on a historical on histor on a, on a, a historical reality, like. You With can't. This is the people, fact that yeah. you've got this setting where these people—they were just—I don't know. These people yeah. killed people for no other reason than manifest destiny. Yeah, and yeah. it's yeah. and that—and that's the thing is, uh, I know, like I remember as a child because it was the '90s and I was a child, and I don't think people really got it. But yeah. there was kind of this idea, like I remember even as a child, there was kind of this feeling of, oh, well, at least they made the bad guys or the white guys look like the bad guys, like in the sense of they look that, you know, they, they're they not good people entirely. Because, I mean, back when I was in school, it was literally just like we were all friends with the Native American peoples. And it was just a misunderstanding, like that level. But, I mean, that's uh, where the know? movie ends anyway. But that's yeah. kind of, yeah, and that's, and that's the issue is you realize, like, no, they still cop out by making it seem like the Native Americans are just as bad as, as the white yeah. dudes and it's like yeah. no, nope. no 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 <laughs> they're not they really aren't no they were not and that and that's i think the biggest problem is on the one hand it like uh the voice actor for uh uh you know powhatan chief powhatan yeah yeah, he he was one hundred percent right in the sense that you know it's like they actually show but then like they said they kind of take it back at the end yeah you know? like no i wish you, i kind of wish they just committed to the white people are evil, yeah, because that's that's what it was. Yeah, but so. that wouldn't have sold tickets in the nineties, now would it? Yeah. No, so there you no. go. People I mean, want it really kind of. You have a lot of films leading up to Pocahontas, like live action films, where they're yeah, okay, movies were being more sympathetic towards the Native American story, but you always had that white protagonist that was on their side and helping them yeah. out. That's, what, that's the only reason it was going to sell. Dance this is Wolves. I, I, I really do highly recommend uh, Lindsay Ellis does a video, Was Pocahontas a Mistake? And that, was like, it, that was like one of her first ones, if I remember. Yeah, yeah it, it, was. It, it is. It's fascinating because like there's just, uh, you know, there it, it's, it, I don't know. It, it's just so fascinating that there was so much that you kind of felt like, oh, they kind of get it. And then they just Ugh, you know, they just mm-hmm. couldn't commit to it because, especially in the '90s, our sensibi- our sensibilities were not good, you know, at all mm-hmm. about it was, bur- it was burgeoning and it wasn't there yet. Mm-hmm. But hey, at least Colors of the Wind has really, really pretty animation. The animation again, is gorgeous. again animation. The art direction <laughs> beautiful. Those like flat colors and the angular like style to like the characters that was pretty groundbreaking for Disney. Mm-hmm. I really found myself and like i said this movie holds a, de- a dear place in my heart but i still just as i was watching today it's like god i wish we'd had this level on animation and the story 
Yeah, if the story had been the same animation, yeah. Level. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's like they took all their good animators but left the story writers behind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, then those, are, those are all the people I, on the Lion King. Yeah, yeah, it is fascinating because you know they did talk about originally the idea was as well. Yeah, there was a romance, but like, but we're gonna have it be more historically accurate. And this was all in the art book, you know, like you said, where like they had the turkey character and everything, but they also had this idea of we'll make her, you know, that she has to learn English and. Mm-hmm development and they just nope throw that out for disney magic magic wind magic Magic wind Wind. magic romance wind i wish i had some magic wind i would love to be able to like speak all languages that would be awesome when i'm just watching anime i just go okay wind gonna start listening with my heart now (laughs) (laughs) listen with your heart listen with your heart you won't need the dove but so but yeah color is a win good song uh enjoyable uh neat images cool stuff uh she realizes what the fuck am i doing whoops sorry it's okay it's okay (laughs) what am i doing and she has to flee back home and that's and that's kind of it and then there's a time skip so a little bit some time's passed yeah Yeah, they've got a stockade now the europeans do there's a point where i think they when john sus goes back he's like um, John, where have you been? You've been out a few, t- quite a few times, like as though to suggest that this. Uh, he's I've been, been sneaking l- out to to make out with my girlfriend. Yeah, Wait, but but they don't show that. We don't. No, see which would be nice. And actually, one of the things that gets addressed too is, uh, it's like, no, the Native Americans are good. Like, look, they actually have food other than the gruel, which is corn. And um. Oh, yeah, because one of the things that you find out is like, yeah, there's no gold. There's literally no gold. No gold. By the way, I didn't get to mention this, but um, this is one of my big areas of nerddom. Um, they're like, oh, there's so much gold coming out of the new world. We need to get it, get in there and get some of it ourselves. But of course, they don't go to where like the gold is. They just go to a stretch of coast and think, hey, there's gold here. But they act like the gold is like kind of not running out, but they act like the Spaniards already have it. It's like, no, there's still like mountains of gold coming out of, um, Unfortunately, as it is, there's still like mountains of gold coming out of the, uh, like from the Spanish, you know, across the Spanish main at this time. Like this is 1607. We, st- we're still like years away from like the era when like, you know, the gold was so prevalent going across that like you had, you know, England and France and, and Spain all competing for it, you know? Mm-hmm. Like it's, I don't know. I, I have a, I, the late sixteen, the late the late sixteen hundreds are kind of where my my historical frame of reference is for that kind of stuff. So, mm-hmm. oh, I appreciate. That's that. when you get like the Buccaneers and, and stuff. That's David's. That's uh, a David thing. That's, that's a David go. thing for sure. Anyway, um, but and then Pocahontas returns. They're like, no, they're a white man. They are dangerous. We must stay with the village. And Pocahontas is like, but I want to run off with my boyfriend. <laughs> we can just talk about it. Just talk. Yeah, let's all just talk about it. And yeah. I do think, and I do, I think that is kind of a, I had this moment when like, you know, she sees the warriors have arrived and she approaches her father, like if one of them wanted to talk and it's like, and, and then what, what does that do? One, yeah. one white guy out of a hundred wanted to talk to you. And this is my cynical adult side coming out. Like you can't just talk about these well, things. Well, in one sense it does. I mean, the original Pocahontas, she was Eliason. Uh, she was the one that like. Whenever there are traits, she'd be mm-hmm. there yeah, like, like, to serve as like, no, we mean peace. We're I, I, I'm here to negotiate, make sure everything goes well. Mm-hmm. 
So it would have been really, but I think the thing is, it would have been interesting, except we've had this like, but they're right on the right on the brink of war. Yeah, like, you know? one of the, one of them has they've like the Europeans have already drawn blood. They've already shot and wounded uh, a brave. You know, yes. like that get worse. <laughs> Like that's yeah. So and they and, and they've literally already called in another tribe, another clan to come in, and they're all their warriors have rolled in. Like we're gonna help you guys out, you know. So mm-hmm. like the the time for talking is kind of passed a little bit, yeah. you know. So, like things have already gone badly. Yeah, doesn't. So, she- and I can't say I disagree with the with, with uh the with Chief Poetin. Like there's these there's these people who are literally ripping your land apart over on the coast. And they've and the already proven to be do. hostile, you know? Does, does she, I mean, she meets with him twice, or was it once? I know that, I can't. No, that, well, there's, there's Three. the bit, there's a bit coming up here where this is the part, is this the part where, oh, this is the part, she's talking to Nakoma in the, oh, Nakoma? It's Nakoma, or is it Nakoma? Nakoma. She's talking to Nakoma, I mixed it up for a second in my head. She's talking to Nakoma in the cornfield, and that's when John Smith pops out and he's like, hey, what's up? And she freaks out. Nakoma freaks out. Nakoma's then... hearing a completely different language. And... Yeah, that's true. That's what you, you know, yeah, because she acts almost like she understands it. And it's like she shouldn't understand anything of what they're saying, actually. Well, actually she just, luckily, she, they they could just figure it off. Like, she's just shocked. And they, clearly, she knows him. And it, it's kind of that shocking. Like, what? what is she? What? Oh, and they take off, and she and Nakoma, like a good friend, covers for her. Covers for her when Kokoam shows up mm-hmm. the first time. Even though he was so close when they snuck through that corn, he should have been able to see yeah. them. That, that yeah, that goes way too fast. It always bugs me. Yeah, like, exactly. I just see her go through the corn. Okay, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, it it it, it is kind of interesting too because I feel like we even have that. You know, like I said, Kokum doesn't really have a character, but he does have that moment where he just kind of has this soft, like, you know, she she can't keep running, you know, play, you know, just, will you just tell her that because she listens to you and we get this, uh, sure she does. And it's just, I don't know, there's like, again, you feel like there's a background here and boy, I wish we had gotten a little bit more of these yeah. characters. Instead of the comedy relief with the animals that you doesn't know, land. Actually have Pocahontas, like, talk with Kokoam at some point, show they actually do know each yeah. other, you know? We never well, I would even like to know... Speak to each other. I would even like to know what, again, what she sees in in yes. in him. It's like, we gone. get a moment where he gets to do something, where he talks about something that shows that he's a, a, a rounded character and not a cardboard. Mm-hmm. Not a cardboard. You know? Not a cardboard. Because he's a cardboard. Is it? Because I, I, I'm starting to blend things together. Yeah, the movie's all starting to, like, okay... So some stuff happens, and then eventually, like the the people the people are getting riled up by Ratcliffe because he's like the, the 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 Indians they must have the gold, and then like he tells Thomas to go find you know keep you know go find out where John Smith is going after he's been sneaking I, out. I will say I did I do <laughs> like the scene where uh, that came right before it where the the other guys they, he sent them out to. Uh, he sends him out to go after him. It's like, what if we run into the Indians? And he's like, that's what guns are for. Oh, it's gosh, like, oh yeah. God. Yeah. But uh, they, you know, they have that moment. But I do think it's hilarious that when they get spooked by Grandmother Willow, it's just like, what about John? And he's like, he's a good lad. He can take care of himself. It's just like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. There's, uh, there's comedy bits with uh, Grandmother Willow trying <laughs> to, like, mess with these two guys. <laughs> And that's and that's when they, we have that moment where it's like meet me tonight here, and then we 
progress into the scene where he slips out and Radcliffe's like, go follow him, Thomas. Go follow your boyfriend. Oh, let's yeah. let's yeah, go let's, follow your crush. Let's yeah. let's not forget that Thomas uh apparently misfired in the original battle and, and almost hit Radcliffe. Yeah, and oh, if only. I, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and we also had when John first came back after I think meeting Pocahontas. No. Yeah, after that first meeting, when that when he's like, We'll meet back here tonight. He oh, yeah. he teaches Thomas, uh, you know, open your eyes and you'll shoot better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Open both or, eyes. Open both, both eyes and you'll shoot better. You'll you'll see twice as well. Yeah, yeah. again, more chemistry with him. Yep. And and also yep. Here's kind of the funny thing. He's such a minor character, but he kind of has a character arc. And they he kind does. of devote this time to where he, you finally see where he, you, he's he been built up that I'm going to shoot this other man because I have to save John kind of thing. That is like, man, you guys spent a lot of time actually developing yeah. this 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 moment to make sense when in reality you could have just had been like... uh. Yeah, you know, of course anyone's gonna shoot uh, you know, the the other the opposing side if they if it's if anybody saw someone coming after your your colonist, you're gonna shoot at who's ever attacking them. Yeah. So I kind of a pre I don't know, I really like Thomas and I like Thomas yeah. a lot too. Yeah. You know, I, I look, I really can't blame Thomas because at that moment where that happens, this is of course they've gone to see Grandmother Willow and they're like, There's no way we can convince our respective sides that we can't fight and then grandmother was like look a metaphor about ripples and it's like supposed to be like a big revelation and she's like okay we'll go i'll come and talk to your father and then they have the moment of they 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 finally kiss the most awkward and then and then we get the other best moment of the movie which is when coco sees this and go (laughs) and and freaks out and i love the memes that have come out as a result of that you've seen the coco freaking out memes right Oh, I need to see them. I haven't seen them. There's a, there's one where it's it's they put uh CeeLo Green over it, so you know it's like I see you driving round town with the girl I love, and I'm like, oh, oh my god, yes, okay, I have heard that. I've seen that. Oh, yeah, it's it's. Uh, I remember as a kid, so like the first time in the theater, I couldn't watch that scene. I had to leave it. Like. Like nope, too intense. Wait, that was, and Lion King. Yeah, I was super sensitive to death <laughs> yeah. as a kid. I yeah. well, you know, and this is the here's the sad part. This character dies on screen. This is the second death on screen yeah. we've seen in a Disney movie. Yeah, he got and shot none in of the us care and died. I, I I care. He was hot. No, <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. Such attractiveness. Gone no, 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 no. That's 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 yeah. fair. I think I think I think the main thing is I do not remotely blame Thomas because here Coco was going to straight up kill John Smith with no, a, with, I, a, with a knife. I, I don't blame him yeah. either, but it's like here's the Pocahontas is all upset, like he killed him. How dare he? It's like we did not see you guys interact once. We don't even barely know if you, how much well you know each other. Yeah, and also so again, again, self defense because you weren't stopping Coco. Um, he wasn't going to listen. Oh, to you. He was going to stab John Smith in the trying. throat. He did try, and he that was Coco even pushed her off. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it is. I, Who knows what he? I don't. I'm not the biggest fan of this scene because, yes, obviously, Tom, Tom, Tomas, I was calling Tomas, <laughs> Thomas is, uh, he's def- he's trying to protect his, his friend. Yes. Uh, and Kokoum 
he's got reason to be angry, but he's like, he he's not like, oh, do you love him? Like, what is going on? He doesn't like for a second. He's just like, ah, I love you. Why not me? Like, and just attacks. And so they it's just fault on Coco. It's just angry. Yeah, it's just, he's just angry. I'm gonna kill this white dude because he kissed my lady. Kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. No. And like to the point where he's so enraged. He shoves her to the ground when she yeah. tries to stop him. Yeah. Uh, but I do, I remember now as I got a little older too, I do appreciate the hell out of the fact that, you know, you ever watch those scenes where two guys are fighting and the lady's just off the side, <laughs> like, no, don't, oh no. And I love the fact that she does not give a f- <laughs> sorry. I'm so sorry. It's fine. It's fine. I'm all good, but I've been like, no, yeah. that, don't that, worry about it. I'm, yes. I'm gonna have to edit this no matter what. So yeah, but uh, I, I I appreciate the heck out of that. She runs over, throws herself in the middle. He shoves her down hard, and she still get back up. Yes. and goes to help him again. Yes, you know? yes, this that yep. was that's true. That is good. Yeah. Now this yeah. scene always stuck out to me because it was it's a it it is a multi prong kind of conflict. Mm-hmm. And it's 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 an action scene in a movie that's been kind of bereft of that to a degree. So you know tensions are high. And then and then of course uh, Nakoma shows up at one point and and talks to Pocahontas. She's like I feel a little oh, bad. Hold on, hold on. We got to explain oh. that John Smith has now been kidnapped by the Powhatan tribe. Not, not kidnapped yeah, or taken. He's been taken because yeah. they're like you killed Coco. On I do you know John being being a bro to Thomas there being like yeah. Uh, you just, I'm just going to take responsibility for this. You, you, you run, go away. Yeah. Yeah. Um, again, so much chemistry there. Yeah. I would die for you, Thomas. Yeah. And no. But I mean, I do want to mention that I, I, Nakoma is like, I didn't cover for you this time. I covered for you once, but not again. I didn't think this would lead to, you know, Cocoa being killed so i feel kind of bad i i gotta share this because i i remember it to this day because i'm i'm like seven years old watching the vhs uh when it came out my grandma was visiting at the time she's just sitting there watching it with me and she got kind of invested and by the time when nakoma comes out and it's just like pocahontas i sent kokum out my grandma just yells yes it's all your fault (laughs) oh my god (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I was like, whoa, I, even as a kid, I was like, I didn't think my grandma was really paying attention to this, but she just sounded angry. <laughs> oh my God. Very good. So yeah, it's, uh, and, I, and you know, that is kind of the, that is the one thing that does bug me about this scene, though, is it's like, I was worried about you, and they have this moment, and I like that, but then it's just kind of dropped, and like, yeah, he's dead, and now I'll never see John again, and it was just like, oh my God, <laughs> you just, just forgot. Okay, go on. Yeah. You all probably known him since you were kids. Like, yeah, that's what gets she was me. So upset we, we keep when talking he died, about that. Now it's just like John Smith. Yep. John Smith. Yep. It's all about John Smith. Yeah. So, so then, then it gets to the part where Pocahontas actually goes to see John Smith uh, while he's tied up and try to. And have he's like, a, I try to she, have a tender moment. I guess. Well, first she tries to talk to her father, and he's like, "There will be no negotiations. He dies at dawn." Mm-hmm. And then we, after that, we, after we do that, we, we defend our, our home from these invaders. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, on the other side, Thomas has run over and he's like, they, they took John. And we like, see, I told you, we have to go destroy them. And then, but before that, we have this bit where he's tied up in the, in the, uh, the place. Yeah. And then yeah. they, um, they have a deleted song. Yeah. There's <laughs> because. 
So, um, actually, Sage showed us the deleted song just before this Be- recording. Yes, because Ravel linked me to it just before the recording, and Thank so you. I passed it along. I want to give Ravel the credit because I had yeah. no idea it existed. Oh, like I said, I, I know way too much about this movie. <laughs> right. So, what do we think of the song? Does it, it does it help the movie at all? I think, no. Okay, I think it. it the one thing it would have done is it would have added a little more to their chemistry, the little that they don't have. But I thought it was a nice step in the right direction. If yeah, you know what I, I mean. hated it. I don't <laughs> think it's I don't think it's well sung because it's Mel Gibson no. singing okay. for most That's, of it. Beside Mel Gibson's terrible singing, I feel like it was just empty fodder. Like it was just some of it was even just flashbacks to like the oh, oh, yeah. failure that, that we'd that seen, part. and I was just. Like, no, I liked it. I liked that scene so much better without the song. Uh-huh. So you- it's much more of a of a fleeting moment. You almost feel like the sense of loss and that they have to say goodbye. But then the song just kind of like pads it out, like with a lot of other things. And it's so just, the, you, that- the guards don't hear them singing. Like, okay. Yeah. So the thing that's kind of oh, oh, about that. And then the end. Show up during the song. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The animals need to be a part of this tender, brutal, oh, my broken heart moment. Like, yeah. you know? so, so the, the thing that's funny about that is, uh, like you were saying, like they have these flashback moments and stuff. And I think that's largely because uh, they, they didn't finish the animation. And when they were doing the 2005 DVD release, they were like, well, we'll, we'll clean up what we have, but how do we fill in this portion that wasn't done? I know. Flashback. Yeah. Sorry for that F-bomb that I just dropped, dude. It's all good. uh, I'm going to... It doesn't matter anymore. I'm going to have to edit this like nobody's business. This is going to be a a beast of an episode without being Beauty and the Beast. uh, But but I will say that... what was it to uh there's also is interesting because in the storyboarded version that they showed uh during abc's you see i was devoted to this because i watched as a kid they showed this deleted scene the first time during the abc's wonderful world of disney where they play uh you know old disney movies and they actually had a storyboard in it of them kissing where like you can tell they didn't have that animated because they start to lean into it and then it just doesn't happen so it's, it's, I don't know, the whole, I think it's really fascinating, all the changes and stuff that underwent. Uh, I generally agree that it feels more fleeting, like Sade says, the original way. Uh, the problem I have now is I, I can see where they cut it when, I, when it's not there now. Yeah. You can just mm-hmm. you see the cut so clearly because I've watched it both ways several times. And so now I'm just like, oh, I feel, I, I doesn't, it feels unnatural to me now not to have it there. Uh huh. Uh-huh. So. Um. Yeah. It's 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 an interesting choice to make to have had that cut, but also I get it because again, mm-hmm. I think I think I do prefer it without. Honestly, it's not like it had much to reinforce before, but mm. she. So she ends up going back to grandmother Willow. Is like, <coughs> oh no, he's gonna die, and then wait, spinning arrow. <gasps> my my dreams were telling me to go to him. That's what they meant. With this compass. With this compass. And uh, this is the part where uh, the uh, call and response, the savages. 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 It is a beautifully animated song. Oh, the colors and the, the symbolism. 
Very good. <laughs> By the way, we I was cracking up because like a lot of people point out that that line that's so simplistic. You know, they're not like you and me, therefore they must be evil. She's mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh, yeah. It's like, hey guys, racism sucks, and this is why. And you know, it's like so on the nose. But I think the part that got to me was when Ratcliffe says, "Uh, it, this is what happens when races are diverse," and I started chuckling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm like, uh, ooh, ooh. There was a the line was actually changed. It was originally uh even worse. Really? Oh, no. Yeah. God, I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to look it up now because all of a sudden I was like, oh yeah, they changed that. But I don't, it's like, what, what are the odds of actually find now finding it? I just, I heard, I, I saw it once where someone had like the, the original version that got changed. Interesting. Uh, Cause like, you yeah. know, I, I think about, it's not, it, it's probably out there still. Cause when I found uh, the music for Aladdin, it was still the one with uh, where they cut oh. off your ear if they don't like your face. I, I found it. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Disney wiki. Uh, it's like, yeah. What can you expect from filthy little heathens here's what you get when races are diverse the soundtrack i guess the original version was their whole disgusting race is like a curse wow mm-hmm. uh, oh dang <laughs> so you can see why they changed it yeah crap, that's a little bit too much yep yeah um and then this is the part that According to the real John Smith happened where he thought he was going to be killed and she's like no mhm Mm-hmm. Yep. I love he him, he is father. still gonna be he's still gonna be brained with a club. That's still the the method of execution that they're going yeah. for. Yeah. Some symbolic, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, she saves him, and then it was foreshadowed a little earlier that like one of the things Poetin said, Chief Poetin said, was that um he uh, that he could see like you know when she gets to a position of leadership, like people saw the wisdom in her mother. And he looks, she looks a lot like her with the necklace and then says, you know, one day they'll listen to you. Like they, they listen to her, listen to her wisdom. And then I think that's the moment where that's like kind of come full circle. Mm-hmm. Like people, people listen, people do listen to her in this moment. Like, look, this is, this is ridiculous. This needs to stop. And then he, uh, he's like, I will not be the one to, you know, draw first blood. I will not do the killing. <laughs> the sad thing, oh, my cynical butt was just like, because he, the way he says the line is, if there is to be more killing, it will not start with me. And it's like, oh, there's going to be more killing. Yeah, no, there's no, definitely going to be more killing. It. Yep. And that's proven. Happen. And that's proven. I mean, it, it's proven in history. But it's in this movie, it's proven when Ratcliffe immediately snaps up a, a, a rifle and tries to kill Powhat- a Chief Powhatan. But instead, and then John, John Smith, Smith takes a bullet for, mm. takes a musket the- ball. He shot John. He shot John. <laughs> John took a bullet for me. Now I got a rock for three. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, jeez. So, that- yeah, that, that's, oh, God, here we go. So, the ending. <laughs> the ending, uh, that whole thing is like, oh, no, he has to go back to England or he'll die. <laughs> Good. Uh, Separate I, them. I, I immediately yelled at Sade about this. So <laughs> I've heard over the years everyone just going like, this was so stupid. And and as a young adult and, and a kid, I was just like, eh, whatever, it's fine. Today was the first time that I felt the rage of it's gonna take him four months to get back. He'll be recovered by then. What are you doing? It makes no sense. If he survives, yeah. If he survives, yeah. I think my exact wording to say it was he will either be dead or he will have recovered. But going back to English is absolutely pointless. You know okay. what? Actually, in the historical, there was a point where John Smith did have to return to England he because did. of injuries. 
but that was because he like blew himself up accidentally <laughs> with gunpowder. Uh, yeah. A little more severe. Yeah. yeah. So but yeah, it's like just pluck the bullet out, stitch him up, and hope for the best. That's all you can do. Yeah. I mean, uh, Pocahontas does give him some of Grandmother Willow's bark to apparently chew. It, it eases the pain. Yeah. And I yeah. mean, Willow bark does, you know, I've heard, have I've heard, that. No, have, I've heard have medicinal that. properties. So yeah. Yes, yeah, just just stay there. Just stay. It but was. Uh, she's choosing to stay because she is needed. That wasn't made clear. Now, did all the Europeans leave, leave or just a few of them did? Because I got the impression that a few there were still a few settlers who were staying because yeah, it was... they just send them off. And I think Thomas and like his buddies are still there because they just say Godspeed, John, and you know. Yeah, John's going back, but the rest of them are like, "Well, we're here, and we're just going to build Jamestown now, mm-hmm. I guess." So. And then there's that whole bit where the ship is sailing away and she runs to a cliff top to like wave goodbye to him. And magic win. That wasn't the same cliff top where we first see her. I th- it might have been. I don't know. It remember. looked like it to me. It might I th- be. I think like it is. It. Yeah. But she runs the wave and there's magic wind and there's a crescendo of music and it ends on another uh, woodcut of that last I, I- image. I'm not going to lie, that music always gets me a little emotional because of how powerful it is. Again, it's, like the music, music is man. great. The, the music, music is great. I just have mixed feelings about this movie. This yep. movie is... It's okay. It's, it's so beautiful. It's, it's beautifully, so beautiful. It's beautifully animated. It's all it's all style, and but with awkward substance. Yeah. yeah. The story itself is not that great. The yep. uh, characters don't have that Great of chemistry. Unless you're Wiggins and Ratcliffe. Or if you're, unless <laughs> yeah, you're just Wiggins. If, unless if you're, you're just Wiggins. If you're just David Ogden Steers. If you're just David Ogden Steers, you talk to yourself <laughs> and you make a great duo. Like I said, I still, like I said, I, I 100% was saved that I was like, yeah, there's actually, there's actually some chemistry between John and Thomas. And, and yeah. that's, yeah, this is hilarious. Cause <laughs> they, they have these little cute moments. Yep. Yep. I'm I'm sad we didn't get any of that with Pocahontas and John Smith. Yeah, but it's probably for the best that they ended up separated anyway. So mm-hmm. good good for them. I think the I, thing I yeah, find- like you know I'm still I still actually do appreciate that. I appreciate the fact that it was just like yeah no they don't she doesn't get her romantic ending. She chooses her do you know her her family and her life over uh you know some guy she just met for the last three days. Take notes, Ariel. You know. <laughs> Well, I think I, we know it was at least maybe a week because I feel at one point someone said like six days. Maybe. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. But also but, like, okay, she chose to stay behind, but then in like what is it, Pocahontas 2? They completely like Oh my gosh. Over. Can we not can we not that like that actually makes me angry that they, they decided I, I, they I, had I, to I, keep uh, they had to keep butchering history with one of their cheap sequels. Yep. Oh, I, yes. I will say though, you're wrong, Sade. They go back together. He gives it up and goes home with her by the end of that movie. John Rolfe, not John Smith. You mean what was his name? John Rolfe, Ralph, Rolfe, Rolfe. Rolf, yeah. Okay. Now they, he actually yeah because they didn't want to animate her dying. Yeah. Of some no, they, disease. Okay. Yeah, he just says let's. No, it doesn't make it better. Yeah, he just says let's go home, and they go back home to her people. Okay. Well. Good for fictional Pocahontas. Good, yes. Good for p- fictional John Rolfe, too, I guess. Yeah. Now I feel like I, I hated the sequel as much as anyone else, but I'm like, God, did she have one? You know what had the best sequels? Aladdin. Yeah, yeah. I did. Yeah, I, that's the only one we I can think of. 
Other than maybe the so Lion King, too. Anyway, so uh, look. Okay. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> we've already, look, we've I been think... here for a while. We yeah, are, I know I haven't had a part, a chance. Like, we've had a lot of good ones up to this point. Yeah. It, this is the first time it's kind of fallen off a little bit, but that's okay. Well, um, our next one's going to be a fun one, at least for me. It's going to be The Hunchback of Notre Dame. Ooh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> Such a good movie. Oh, Hunchback. And then, but we also get a, a little uh, Animusings Plus, and we get to discuss James in the Giant Beach. So, hey, that'll be a fun one. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. And uh, like- you know, if you are listening to this this month, and that is, I can safely assume you heard us do a Goofy movie a little yeah. earlier, so that was also fun to do. So you know, we're on a, we're, we're doing fine. We're still coasting through the '90s here. Yep, with Disney. So that's good. We haven't quite hit the uh, the weird CGI era yet, so I'm feeling good. <laughs> um, and I want to say uh, thank you to uh, both of our guests for being a part of the show tonight. Thank you, guys. <laughs> uh, we were glad to be here. You probably regret inviting us for all of our swears. <laughs> no, no uh, we it's okay. We come back. <laughs> we are the ones. We are the ones who put the un- the unfair shackle of ourselves of having this be a pg-13 podcast i guess it makes sense when the subject is disney yeah um we just want it to be listenable to all audiences as much as as possible but we know the main people who are going to listen to us are probably adults who are film nerds or animation nerds so and dogs barking at nothing (laughs) (laughs) no you know we've established that uh, they you know what it is racism <laughs> yeah that said uh is there anything the two of you would like to uh plug before we uh we, we close out for the night uh well we are working on a, a project sort of eventually we'll get back to it but nowhere near pluggable yet so that's fine we'll, we'll get back to you my my tagline will always just be go watch premiere it's out on <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> Can I play Hasbun Hotel? Go watch that. Definitely not for the Disney family, but yeah. But for animate, but for people who like animation, then maybe you know. <laughs> Depends on who you are. Um, all right. So um, I'm glad to say that we managed to get through all that. I mean, it was a lot longer than usual because some of you would not paddle, but we did manage to make it back. To the <laughs> so please watch your step as you get off the canoe. Watch your head. If you miss your step and you hit your head, please watch your language. Out in the river, it's fine. But now we're back at Disneyland and there are children everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Oh, boy. Ooh, 105 minutes of Super Mario Brothers in the can. Can't believe we did it. Uh, what's next? Obviously, Denson checks in. Oh, you mean the 1996 ape film directed by Ken Quapis? That's right. We're going to watch it one minute at a time. And for each minute that we watch, we're going to find a film that pairs nicely, like a, a wine with a fine dinner. Sounds great. See you next week. Dunstan checks men. Dunstan checks men. Dunstan checks men. This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BendUNetwork.com.